Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. And welcome back to a fresh episode of Missing Curfew. I'm Shane O'Brien coming to you from Hall Pass Media in beautiful Newport Beach. With my boy, with the cobble tan, William Scotty Updog. Sure is beautiful around here these days, isn't it? Fuck, is it nice? It's a nice I, waking up to that sunshine, I tell you. I'll tell you what, that cobble was nice too. Sure was. Let's I, touch on I got it. A little, I got a little sunburn, but other than that, <laughs> it was pretty good. And on the East Coast, coming to us from the from Florida, Broadway Jimmy oh, yeah. Scoops Hayes. Yeah, I'm down in uh, Naples, boys. Uh, I went golfing yesterday in Obes. I think me and you with that Irish skin. I'm afraid of the sun, man. I got the golfer's tan going. Like I just, <laughs> I just get roasted. I need the SPF 50 at all times. Yeah, I see. I'm okay. The I get a little burnt if like I forgot to put a little sunscreen on my fucking belly area, and that got a little roasted because it's a little closer to the sun than the rest of my body. But um, <laughs> typically, sun. I get a little burnt, and then I'm good, up dog. I, I can go full fucking bronzy, fucking. You're sans SPF, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Broadway, what are you doing down there? Just teeing it up, hanging out with the family. Yeah, I just came down with uh, my wife and uh, my little guy. We went to Marco Island and stayed at that JW Marriott that I had there, which was uh, awesome. We had the beach and the pool. And then um, my in-laws bought a new condo down here at, uh, at Bear's Paw, right outside. It's right in Naples there. So did some golfing yesterday. My game sucks, boys. I got to start. I got to go to a warm weather so I can start playing every day because it's a game that you need to be playing every single day. Every time you go back to Florida, Jimmy, does it remind you like of our days playing there? Like, you know, and does anything remind you of that? Actually, just the runaways we've had. It makes me so mad that we didn't get to just play 10 years in Florida. Yeah, I know. Like, all I wanted to do was be in Florida with you guys because I was like, that was the most fun I had playing hockey, too. You're having tons of success on the ice and off the ice. And it was just one of those situations. It was amazing. Weather's good. You're never in a bad mood. <laughs> for as big for as big of a blur as it was playing there for four years, whether it was the good times or the sunshine or the pools or the you know the beaches or everything. I think combined. it was a mixture. Yeah, everything. a little mixture. Yeah. <laughs> every time I land back in Florida, and it hasn't been a lot, but every time I just I'm like, God, these were the these are the good days. Obi, driving that fucking BMW M8 or i8. The fucking oh, golden doors. You had the I8 down, before anyone cruising even, down I think Los you were the first one to have the I8, weren't yeah, you? Good. How'd you get that up? Did oh, you know I, I knew people. Things? I wrote a check, got it, drove it for a year and a half, and then sold it for, for more than I bought it for. So it was a fucking I think win-win. it was like a fucking Batmobile getting in that fucking Win-win, thing. baby. It yeah, it wasn't good on the hips. No, right? but it was sick once you got in. I just remember <laughs> buzzing around in it. Broadway, can you talk, when you get to Florida, are you, do you and your wife be like, why don't we just live in Florida in the wintertime? I mean, a lot of people on the East Coast do that, right? It's it's come up a lot more in discussion recently, especially yeah. with COVID. I was like, how the hell have we not been down here the whole time? Because like it is so cold up north right now, and like I don't know why I should go look at a condo maybe in Fort Lauderdale and have some kid on the Panthers rent it for me. <laughs> I'm not down there. You're smart, Mackenzie Weger. We get weeks to rent it. Yeah, I get weeks. Up dog, we fucking cobble, baby. Shout out to our boy Billy Quinn. 
This guy's a fucking machine, too. Doing business, doing jujitsu, hitting the pads every morning, playing golf. Yeah, is he my boxing coach that you guys are going to give me? Yeah, he may be your boxing coach, but. He does more than boxing, Jimmy. He kicked the shit out of you. He's, about, <laughs> he's five fucking ten, and, Fuck, he's and ripped, he's right, ripped now. right now. 50 years old. Happy, yeah. you know, late belated birthday there. Loves tunes, you know, hit Cabo Wabo, did some dinners. Um, fuck. Well, what a pad. What a pad. He's a great guy. He did a cool little thing for his 50th birthday because speaking of music, we got a little special guest. So he had, remember he was telling us about having Sammy Hagart play at this fucking, this guy's house in Pedregal up uh, Broadway is, it's National League, beyond National League. So imagine, so that would have been a cool party to go to. It was just, what do you say, 50 of his closest friends and Sammy Hagart yeah, was yeah. jamming out. January 4th, full sound check, full uh, light show right up on his, uh, in Pedregal up on the mountain. Uh, they said they played till about ten o'clock, ten thirty, because yeah. it echoes up there. We know that from some after parties. It does echo up there. It does. It was a different feel for Cabo. You know, you brought yeah. your beautiful girl and daughter. Yeah. I brought my girl. It was a little different than we're used First to. First time Cabo. ever in Cabo going to bed before fucking midnight. I tell you that. First time I've ever woke up on that had that house not completely just hung titty, being like, "All right, Liz, can I get some breakfast, please?" <laughs> and a margarita. But it was nice. It was a good little trip. So thank you. Hey, up, dog. It is a little different traveling with the kids, though, huh? You got a little more responsibility. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it's completely different from the luggage to the fucking cleaning bottles to doing to doing everything that a that a dad's <laughs> supposed to do. Now, mind you, we did have our nanny. We brought Lily. Lily. She's, a, she's a great girl. She's a so sweetheart. we brought her just so mommy and and daddy can go uh, enjoy themselves a little, you know. And it, it does help when a guy like Billy Quinn arranges a private bird for you hazy that takes yeah, a little that, bit of the stress, the stress off the for the up part. dog but we also played mr discovery land project mr upshaw chileno bay which is an unbelievable track uppy the highlight for me hazy the course is amazing i mean it was i finally broke 85 i shot 83 great nice. track but they have these frozen shot glasses on the first hole so you get the Casamigos tequila up dog you put it in there you fucking hammer the shot and then they have this bucket attached to a palm tree palm tree Mm -hmm. And you take the shot, and then you try to, you know, make the make the basket after. And fuck, we played twenty seven, so we ended up doing it like five times. <laughs> yeah. I missed every fucking time, but it's a great little event. And then they do it at dinner time too. Up, you gotta. It's it's before you tee off. Fucking do a shot of your choice: Blanco, Reposado, or Añejo. I went with the Repo. <laughs> Obi kept it to Blanco. I went Blanco. Um, and then you just you pound a shot. If you get it in. The whole you, everyone else has got to do another shot. So oh. did anyone make it off the first tee? Nobody made no. it, but we were too. We were already too drunk. Shout out to Damon Jackson, this UFC guy who's fighting in he May first. May first, he got it at dinner. First shot, boom! He yeah. went overhand, and it's a great. It's surprising how many drunk people will fucking play this game for. Like that one group of people that you knew, they played fucking the whole night, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. The staff. How far away is this throw? Driftwood. It's probably. Uh, it's a free throw shot. Yeah. Oh, it's a fr all right. In in a little tiny basket, which was the shape of uh, it was like a little you know egg, little yeah. cut off egg, like a fruit basket, kind yeah, of. a little fruit basket. Know, yeah. But anyway, the glasses are fucking cold, so you don't even taste the tequila, and then they're they're frozen. You chuck them as hard as you fucking can, so they shatter <laughs> if you miss. Yeah, and then we went to the wrong spa after we were supposed to go to beach club. We went to the resident. We went to the resident spa. Me and up here, they're having a hot tub, cold tub, stark naked, walking around, hair blower up. He's like, "You got a comb?" We asked the guy for a comb, and then we find out that we're in the wrong place. We're like, where are you guys supposed to be? We're like the beach club. We're like, this is the Chileno Bay residence. We're like, oh, sorry, but your spa is unbelievable. That cold tub's next level, yeah. which was good because me and you, we had a pretty good glow going after that round, and it sobered us up for dinner, which sure probably yeah. kept us out of the doghouse. Yeah, and the best so. thing too, I mean, other than the food. The golf, the greens are great. You play with no fucking shirt or no shoes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just completely no rules. So it's a 
It's good setup, Discovery. Thanks for having us. And yeah, Mike uh, Mullen, thank until you. Until next time. Yeah, we're knocking these off, boys. Um, on a serious note here, yesterday was International Women's Day. Um, you know, I had Jennifer Botterall on the power play with Steve Coolis, and just there were you know women calling the games, and um, it was great for women's hockey and how far women's hockey's coming up. Yeah, I'm just you know who is I think I know the answer, but you know who what woman probably your mother was you know so important to you making the of NHL course. and just touch on that maybe. Yeah, of course. Um, shout out to my mom Mandy who listens to the show, um, proud supporter. Uh, but yeah, that what. The women have done in our lives, Obi, for, um, you know, you grow up in Canada. Uh, if your dad's working, which my dad worked a lot, uh, the mom takes, you know, control of the household, gets you to practice, make sure you're fed so you can grow, you know, keeps you uh, keeps you out of trouble at school. And anyway, um, a shout out to her. And then obviously my, my two women in my life now, my little baby, Isabel and Christina, who actually they might pop over today, see a little music show. Wow, Maybe nice. Might have nice. Some, I miss an audience here. I miss Izzy. A little different than the girls that, uh, that Dirty Honey <laughs> that we have here usually get at their concerts. But um, <laughs> but yeah, shout out to them and, and thank them for, for that. But it was a lovely, lovely day. See the women, um, you know, to get acknowledged like that. It was great. Yeah, I got that. I'm going to follow you with that up. Yeah. I think my mom and uh, my wife, Kristen, here have played a huge role, uh, even Kristen, with my professional uh, hockey career, but my mom, obviously, from when I started. But three girls that go unnoticed a lot in the Hayes household are my three sisters, who uh, they're the ultimate ride-or-die girls. They always had my back, and you know, their vacations in the summertime were getting an eight-hour car rides from Boston and Toronto to go watch me and my brother play. So I just want to give them a little quick shout-out for International Women's Day. Yeah, for me, it's, it's my mom and sister, obviously. And, and, you know, being single throughout my whole career, you know, you never really had anyone but my mom to kind of lean on from a from a woman's perspective throughout my career. So she was always there. And my sister had to go to all the games when she was younger. So she had to put up with that nonsense. But, but one thing about my mom, my dad, God love him, but he's a fucking deep down, he's a little bit of a cheap fuck, all right? Pitter's a little bit of a cheap <laughs> fuck, which I understand. He had to go to GM to earn his money. He didn't want to spend it. But skates were important for me, right? I could use used sticks. I could use used equipment, I didn't care about skates. I was like, fuck. So when my dad would work nights at General Motors, I'd be like, mom, I need these fucking skates. And she would take me to Crow Sports in Oshawa, actually where my dad was working. So right underneath his nose, I'd go in there, <laughs> get the brand new skates for like $300, come home the next day, my dad would you know, get up from work and see the brand new skates and just be like, you little fucker. So um, <laughs> shout out to my mom. I don't think I would have made it without those new wheels because fuck, you need to be like, You need new wheels. I'm going to say that. Fucking you need cheap wheels, fuck. Buddy. If you watch the older guys you always played with, how fucked up their feet were, it's because yeah. their skates were, were fucked up as kids and that they weren't able to probably wear the ones that fit. Yeah. I, my dad, same thing was, well, he was fortunate enough. Um, you know, he was always putting new wheels on us. So, so mom, it thank you. Yeah. New wheels. Thanks, it's actually my mom's birthday yesterday, March 8th. So happy birthday, happy mom. Birthday, mom. You know, oh, she nice. had some cake last night. It looked pretty good. Sorry, I missed that. Um, and to the International Women's Day, congrats to all the women that have had success in hockey. It's good to grow the game and um, good on you guys. Updog, we, we had a good chuckle over this in Kabul, uh, Broadway. The, the Updog was going toe to toe with this couple Finnish Oilers fans over what's the kid's name help me out here up dog jesse pulgiarvi pulgiarvi who has Whatever. the fucking worst style in the national league but i up you want to touch on these fucking <laughs> i guys. did i think the he kid took a year off didn't he oh before you go listen he plays hard it's it's not from lack of effort but listen he's got a terrible style his visor looks awful he skates fucking awkwardly i mean for a third overall pick or whatever he was i mean you went fourth, through the overall. Draft, fourth overall you went through the draft list of guys they could have got 
Just touch on what you were thinking and some of these Finnish fans letting you have it. Yeah, I, so it just goes back to the summer when they signed him back here from his, his hiatus when he went back to Finland. I thought, how many lives is this kid going to have so early in his career? He holds out one year, uh, demands more. Listen, Edmonton, they haven't done a great job of drafting first-round picks. Obviously, they had 10 of them in the last probably 13 years. <laughs> yeah. Now, Man. he is a guy that I played with at training camp. He's a, he's, you know what? He's a nice kid. Does he does he give you everything he's got every shift? No. Um, did he leave thinking he should either be traded or should get more ice time and opportunity? Yes. He plays with fucking McDavid and Dreisaitl, two of the best players in the world. You compare him to some guys in his draft, Matthew Tuchuk. Matthew Tuchuk's already got 101 goals and absolutely runs, you know, Everything this guy's show. show. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, there's an issue there. But anyway, this fucking Finnish <laughs> bunch of donkeys, these uh, NHL memes, M-I-E-S. They had me on there as like, who is this clown? Well, this clown played fucking 800 NHL yeah. games, you bunch of fucking <laughs> barbarian fucks. And uh, anyway, step on over to California and do something about it. That's all I want to say yeah, about that. Yeah. Uh, Broadway, do you, follow, did you follow this guy? That, do you follow this guy up? You've seen him play? What do you think of his game? P-R-E. He's just one of those, like you said, Uppy, he's one of those kids, how many lives does he have? He, I, I've never seen, I, I wouldn't look him up today to make sure I was like right, and he, he's 22 years old and he's taking years off in the NHL. I mean, I, I just I just don't understand that type of thing. And it's kind of surprising me, him being a Finnish kid, and he, like I thought he was Swedish, by the way, some of the way he played. Nothing he's against not good the Swedish, enough to be Swedish. Hard, but Finnish yeah. guys are guys that are known for playing hard, so I did not realize that he was a Finnish guy. But, I mean, he just needs to be better. And, you know, you got to just kind of let your actions speak louder than your words here. And I think that's a prime example for this kid. Yeah, I think they sent him back. I think he went back to Finland because he was so fucking bad that they're just like, listen, yeah. go back. Kenny Holland came in and fucking shipped yeah, him out of here. Yeah, go back and try this. So he went back and lit up the Finnish league. Listen, for me, I just, I don't know. I, I You got to look good on my team up, dog. You got to have fucking good style. You yeah. look. I mean, I watched this kid. I, I think he works hard, but... I mean, he's flaring out there. He's out of control. I watched him play last night. I mean, the puck bounces over a stick all the time. I just think it, it's not the pick they should have made. And obviously, you touched some fucking trigger fingers there with the boys over in Finland. So <laughs> I think it's great. But I'm with you. I think he works hard, but he just doesn't have it. And he's fucking, he just doesn't have National League style out there. I mean, Berkey talked to us about it, yes. right? That he was at the time, he was, you could have picked him second or third, but he just hasn't really panned out so far mm -hmm. he i mean if you look at his stats i i mean yeah i was up and down but i had way better <laughs> fucking stats than him when i was his age let's be honest More so all you fucking sure. clowns over there in finland <laughs> right after we had it. the finnish flash on too right like yeah, we had yeah. we had the icon of finland on and then fucking the finnish people are letting you have it up dog I mean, that's God. all right it's all right if Don't you speak. couldn't handle it up in finland no one can yeah oh, fuck <laughs> i mean hey listen that finnish league is whoo well if you want to go over there and try to build some character that's the fucking league to do it but um Boys, big news. It comes with the body checking, hitting in the NHL. Let's start with Tom Wilson, boys. Now, we up dog, we went over it this morning after breakfast. We all, we know he has a history. You saw <laughs> the hit, ever. and you actually... Well, we'll get your thought on it. What, what, were, what were your thoughts on the hit and the fucking seven-game suspension? The hit was bad. It was a bad hit. It was um, going into a guy who was defenseless. I didn't. I didn't watch the full game, so I didn't see if anything had transpired before that. But he goes in and he 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 hits a guy who is um, not unbalanced. He's Head unbalanced. Down. Yeah. 
how do you say that? I don't know how the fuck is it. Um, vulnerable. Vulnerable. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't braced for a hit. And anyway, yep. he comes and and finishes through like his his neck and his head. Now Tom Wilson. Fuck man. <laughs> I I like. I actually like Tom Wilson. Yeah. He's he's a good guy. He's a fucking quality yeah, NHL he plays, player. He plays tough, Jimmy. Everything. But fuck man, he just got off a twenty game sussy where he coughed up a million and a fucking one point three sheets for an. For a hit, he did an exhibition, boys. Yeah, that was fucking right. Like, stupid. how the fuck? Do you not like your money? <laughs> was just exhibition time. There's no. I always picture guys who, who you make good money. He's actually on a really good contract, but um, some of the guys, like I played with Jesse Bolleries, who absolutely steamrolled Ryan Kessler. You might have been playing in Vancouver. No, then. I was. Still, but he just still fucking cross checks him right in the lips and gets sussied for like ten games. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what do you do when you go home and you tell like your wife? That you don't have a check coming in for 10 games because you just absolutely lost your marbles and fucking cross-checked a guy in the face. Like, how did that's No, just, I used to, so real Trevor shit. Gillies, who uh, was one of my favorite teammates, ultimate teammate ever, always got suspended. And his wife, she's a sweet little Southern gal, she would tell him, like, Trevor, quit getting fucking yeah. suspended. Like, you're, you're costing our family fucking money. Yeah. So uh, I know what you're saying. Ups. Yeah, it's just, it, Tom, it's just one after another. Now, this, this hit, like with anyone else, it's probably three games. It's not, it's not seven, but now it's it's statement time, and you know, yeah. unfortunately, he's the he's the culprit for it. Jimmy, well set up. He like he he's one of the few guys I believe in the NHL that has to play with caution. He's done an unbelievable job at it because of his history. He he just can't put himself in these positions to get in trouble. Like you said, he's like he goes in. It's the hit that's so bad. Like he goes in high and hard, and uh, Carlo was defending off one of the guys for check and I'm like you said so he's not ready to get this hit and Wilson just finishes him right right hands right through his head and I just think like like when we go back to the game before when um Ovechkin spares that Trent Frederick if that's Martian Martian's going to get five or six games it's all about its name and I think Wilson needs to play with that caution and I seven games I, I want to know what it would have been if it was a full season would it have been another 15 games uppy and 20 games like this He's, yeah. His track record is just, I don't know, he needs to be a lot more cautious out there. You can't be hurting guys. Did, it, did the kid get up? He got I mean, up. the kid's hurt. The kid listen, went to the hospital. The kid, yeah, but boys, a. come on, for fuck's sakes here. Like, I get it because it's Tom Wilson. He has to be a little bit smarter. I agree with both of you guys saying, but it was a fucking boarding penalty. I mean, yeah, Carlo, he was, you know, a little bit, I don't know if I want to use the, for def, the word defenseless, but like, yeah, he was kind of battling, but he had his head down. Now, I'm the belief that if Tom Wilson's on the ice at any time as a defenseman, I mean, I'm going to make sure I know where he is at all times, if possible, right? I mean, it's like Rafi Torres back in the it's day. It's your old school self. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think... He was running around the whole game, though. He's yeah. running around that Trent Frederick before that. Like, he's out the... Well, Frederick's the, the one that stirred the fucking out. pot. I mean, with, if you're going to start cross-checking Ovi, you don't think Tom Wilson's now going to wake Tom Wilson up and he's going to start running your fucking guy? So instead of saying yeah. Tom Wilson, this Frederick fucking little pigeon, quit cross-checking Ovi. Because now you got Tom Wilson all fired up. Carlos fucking now in you know concussion protocol... All because you wanted to cross check. Why are you cross checking Ovechkin? That's my point. Like now, Tom yeah, Wilson. Yeah. He spared him in the balls after he cross checked him. Frederick no, cross checked him twice. There's two different instances. I'm talking about the it's one started, where Frederick cross checked him twice yeah, yeah, and, and Ovi wrist. speared him in the nuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I didn't he go at him behind the, the net too. before Followed that? Followed by a if, fucking if right Fred, to the Yeah, lips, if he yeah. cross checks Ovi, I don't know if I've spearing him in the nuts is the right fucking play. Cross check him back. I mean, spear nah, him, get him in the nuts. Fuck him. If you're going to cross check one of the greatest goal scorers to ever play the fucking game and the captain of the Washington Capitals. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's if I'm go. Tom Wilson, I'm like, but all right, didn't, buddy. Isn't, 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 isn't this how Tom Wilson got his name in this league? Is the same thing Frederick's doing. I see, like, I, I cross-checking Ovechkin. Is... He's making a name for himself in Boston. I think he's going to be a hell of a player. I mean, that's neither here nor. I mean, okay, you think he's going to be a hell of a player? I, I think... Tom Wilson did it by fighting guys like Ryan Reeves. Yeah, I mean, and... I don't even think that's the same fucking ballpark. And then, and then scoring goals. Has Frederick scored <sighs> yeah, any goals? I, mean, this, I don't even know. Who is this Frederick guy? I've never even heard of him. I'm, I mean, I'm he on was, the West uh, Coast. Drafted in the first round. His first rounder, he played. Uh, I believe he played at Wisconsin. Oh, he's a college I, I, kid. He's a yeah. kid that's gonna be. He's gonna be a really good player for this Bruins team. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm not denying that. In my opinion, and I'll be right. I'm old school. Right. Fucking I got. Nice I got year. fucking lynched last yesterday. Live on and die by the sword. Man. I got roasted last yesterday on Angel Network by Cools and Versteeg. I got real roasted by fans on Twitter that I'm a fucking old goon and I'm an idiot. Maybe I am. I'm not arguing that. But that Tom oh, Wilson hit. If it's not Tom Wilson, it's not seven games. It's yeah. probably not even a fucking suspension, if you ask me. And why I ask that, I lead into the Connor Murphy hit. No suspension, which I'm fine with. But is it not kind of the similar, same kind of hit as Tom Wilson, or is it completely different? No. No? Okay, go ahead. No. See, I, I see. I think it's a completely different hit. This kid, Carlo goes in and gets the puck off the end while defending another guy. Kind of spins off him, and now he's kind of defenseless against the with the puck against the the yellow. You know how hard it is to get the puck off the yellow. Wilson runs him. Now this Chernak kid dumps the puck in, and now he's forechecking. When you're forechecking, you need to be aware of your surroundings. He just picks up the puck on the right side of the net and starts wheeling the net. And this Murphy, you could see it. He's lining him up from the blue line in. I think that's on Chernak, and he puts a nice shoulder right into the kid's chest. I think that's a great open ice hit by Murphy. Or that's his name. Yeah, Murphy, right? Yeah, Connor Yeah, Murphy. yeah. That's that's a spot you got to expect to get hit when you come around the yeah. net with your fucking head up your ass and, you know, you got a defenseman that's like coming down from his post. That's that's where you get hit. It is much different. I thought the hit was um, labeled more like shoulder, body, head. Like it wasn't just uh, – and, and not being up against the glass. That's the one where Carlo – like when he's up against the glass and you finish through high, that's what put him – that's what – Concussed him, right? I, I think so. Much different hit, but I also Carlos think, got his head squeezed against the glass. Yeah, and that's just where it just ding ding. Yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, yeah, I mean it was it was it was it was tough. I'm not saying it's not a penalty. I'll give him a fucking yeah. penalty, but if it's not Tom Wilson and it's somebody else, it's not seven games. No, no, no. So no, we it's, it's, we, I it's, thought it's, we it's, all agreed yeah. on that. Yeah, I I don't I think it's a little unfair for Tom Wilson. Is it? Well, I thought what he did in the playoffs or in preseason that year against Sunquist. He deserved that suspension. It's exhibition. Fuck your veteran. You're just trying to get through the fucking preseason without getting hit, let alone fucking trying to kill somebody. Yeah. But this one, I think it's a little unfair. And I'm okay with Broadway with the Connor Murphy hit not being a suspension. But it's just tough the day before you ding Tom Wilson seven games. And then this one's fine when it's... I, I mean, the guy has a concussion too, but you're fine. You're fine dinging Wilson and letting well, this other kid just walk. No, I just think, like, when you see the hit with, with Wilson, like, his... I, I, like... Being able to hit somebody is a, is a skill. And seeing Wilson run his hands right through this kid's head and put him in the hospital it was a tough look. Whereas I think Murphy kind of put his shoulder right in the kid's chest. And then the whiplash or whatever might have been causing the concussion. I don't think the initial hit, like he didn't go right for his head. Yeah. Like I love Tom Wilson's game. I think Tom Wilson, like Berkey described him as a, as a unicorn. But he needs like he can't put himself in these positions. Well, that unicorn will be gone for good if you're going to keep dinging guys seven games because... GMs won't sign guys that play like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's a fine line, Hazy. You can say you love them, and then you're like, well, I love them, but I'm, I don't, I'm okay he got suspended for seven games for playing a physical game that no one does anymore. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, because I thought the hit was dirty. I thought the hit was mean. 
not dirty. And there's nothing wrong with mean fucking hockey. And I will say this before we move on. I hope the fucking Caps and Bees play in the playoffs, which I'm sure they will. Yeah, they will. Because have, yeah. now we got some fucking traction going. And I think it's Ugh. good for hockey. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I like, I don't like seeing anyone get hurt. I don't want to ever see Carlo get hurt. Chernick from Tampa. I don't want to see anyone get hurt. But fuck, it's men's game out there. Keep yeah. your fucking head up and be prepared to get hit at times. I mean, I'm sure you've taken a few runs at people when back it's the, in the day. When it's the fucking big boys going after the big boys, it's, it's every man for yeah, yeah, totally. It's every man for himself. It's yeah. it's it's shitty when when one of the stars gets hurt, and that should be Versteeg's point. Steger's all about protecting the stars. Uh, totally. Yeah. He's <laughs> he all was, about McDavid can't get touched, McKinnon can't get touched. Yeah, fucking let him get nine power plays and I get eight points. Eight goals. <laughs> yeah. That's what Steger wants. Fucking point night every night. But then there was people that called in, fans saying when this one guy from Florida called in, he's like, I love the battle of Alberta. I love that Lucic and Nurse fight. There's still people out there, boys, that like the physical aspect of, of the game and like fighting. Our listeners, you dude, ever see anyone for go sure. for a beer when someone drops their fucking gloves? No, they're gonna hold their piss. They're gonna watch the fight and then they're yeah. gonna take their piss. <laughs> yeah, That's all I'm saying. Um, Broadway, that's great stuff. I love the passion for both of you beauties. Um, the Buffalo Sabres, boys. Fuck. Poor Jack Eichel. We love Ikes. Their GM, Kevin Adams, said they are officially open for business. And I said, fucking shocker. No kidding, Kevin. They're soon going to be closed. <laughs> Fuck, they They're might... fucking going to close the whole barn down yeah, soon. Yeah, totally. Um, might up, have to. Updog, I think they have to really consider trading Jack Eichel. I love Ikes. I don't think he wants to be there. It hasn't worked out. Now, people tell me I'm nuts on Twitter for that. What are your thoughts? If you're Kevin Adams, a rookie GM, how can you turn this ship around and buff? What do you think? You think you trade Jack Eichel or just ride it out and try to you know move Taylor Hall, maybe Skinner, see what you can get for those guys? It's tough, but you have a face of the franchise um, that at least acts like he wants to be there, right? Mm -hmm. He uh, he plays hard. He's a guy that, that you know, buys in. You'd like to say he put, you know, puts, his, puts himself in... Uh, in a battle every night, but he doesn't have the the troops behind him to really follow his lead. So this guy's kind of in one. Kevin Adams is what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's he's it sitting sure here. Is. He paid Skinner. Skinner, you know, he scored his first goal the other night. Broadway um, got him going. Yeah, of course, Broadway. Good job. <laughs> every time Broadway puts someone on the milk cart, they get going. You know the Taylor Hall issue, Obes. We know how you feel about Taylor Hall. <laughs> he's not doing anything there. It's um, that's you know, that's a disappointment. So yeah. that didn't work. Now, where does he go? You got to get something for him or it's, that's just a complete waste. Uh, my boy, I got a buddy, Carter Hutton, or Carter Hutton, yeah. who's there. And Great who, guy. who actually got scored on the other night by Barzal. So he's going to be on the highlights for a long, long time. Fuck. That was Sometimes a sick Sometimes you tip your hat. That totally. was a fucking national um, But shout out to his to his wife, Stacy, who won a $50,000 scratch yeah. and win. That's the only wow. good thing ever there to happen to the, to the city of Buff. Let me ask far. you about yeah. Carter Hutton, because yeah. the, 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 a lot of people are saying goaltending is their problem. Yeah. How do you think, I know he's your buddy, and, and I'm not saying throw him a He's not a number one guy. Yeah. He's, no, and he's, no, he's 30 fucking five years old. So he's, um, he's there. He went to Buffalo and signed a great ticket to be like either a one, a one B type of guy yeah. or the, the backup. He, he's competitive as all hell. And, He's a great teammate. He's a great guy, but by no means is he the answer for their goaltending. Now, you know who is who is going to come in there and help. You know, <laughs> who are you going to get? Like Patrick Wall. Maybe they should bring Ryan Miller back. Dominic right? Hasek. <laughs> bring fucking yeah. Miller back. Bring Hasek He's forty. He's fucking Dominic. eight. Playing for the Ducks. Bring him back. He'll make some stops. But the thing about Ike's too, um, Broadway is rumor has he's been playing with a bad shoulder. Now he's going to he's going to be out for some time, but. What are your thoughts on Buff? Would you trade Jack Eichel if you're Kevin Adams at all, or is he a guy that you cannot move? Um, I mean, I think in any other organization, he's a guy you cannot move. But if you're Buffalo, like, I don't even know what do you do. Like, you, you, you're in a rebuild. 
Then you get Jack Eichel. So what are you in a seven year rebuild now? And then what are you, are you gonna go yeah, exactly. retool and get free agents? Exactly. But like, what free agent wants to go there? And I think what those rumors swirling last year that Eichel wanted out. And I mean, he's been like, he's been a great captain for them, but I think you trade Eichel and you get a package that allows you for a complete rebuild. And you just got, I, this has been going on for way too long in Buffalo. They're actually becoming a laughing stock of the league. And I think you just got to trade, kind of get, cut your ties with them and go rebuild. Yeah, I agree. And everyone laughed at Jimmy Scoop saying for the first overall pick, trade Eichel for the first overall pick. And now, you know, He's not having well, a great year. Smart, not yeah, he's, now. It's, yeah, he's not having a great year in New York, the young kid either. But I mean, I just I don't know if Ralph Kruger is the guy to coach. I don't know him. I don't want to say you know. I'm sure he's you know he did a good job with Team Europe in the fucking World Cup, fucking that one year. But I I just think hiring a rookie GM. I played against Kevin Adams. I don't know him. I think they they got their hands full there. And I love Ikes, and I just think that's the only way you can do it is kind of – I want to give them maybe a benefit of the doubt up, dog, that they're in the East Division with COVID. It could be different maybe if they were playing every team in the league. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I like the fans. I like Buffalo. I, yeah. I, I like Sabres fans. I want them to turn around. But I, I think you got to consider trading Jack. Hopefully, they if they do move him, they move him for better pieces than what they got for yeah. Ryan O'Reilly. Because I mean, that didn't do the that's fucking when team. The fucking team started really like anytime you trade. Well, you know how I feel about fact that. But what about Chippewa <laughs> Street in Buffalo? You guys ever got pinned on that street? That's a fucking. I have. Fun. Oh yeah, yeah. they fun got a great street. steakhouse there, and then on your walk home, you usually tiptoe into one of those bars. Yeah, yeah. I went there for a wedding one time. Me and Richardson, we had a fucking good old time there. But Chippewa Street, baby, it's uh, get it figured out, Buffalo. We're pulling for you. And another old school beauty coming back up, dog. You're a good Western boy, Daryl Sutter. Hired by the Calgary Flames. Best interviewer in the NHL. Fuck, I, I love his. <laughs> the his Flames were ready for him, huh? His post-game interviews when the Kings were winning their Cups were legendary. But, you know, do you think Sutter's a guy, an old-school guy, to come in here and kind of... You is know, it, has it been going? that bad there? Yeah. It I has, mean, they're, right? They're, they're, they're out of the playoffs right now in the yeah. North, and they're supposed to be... You know, they signed Markey, they bring in Tanev, Josh Levo. They, they made some moves in the offseason that mm -hmm. they wanted to win right yeah, away. Yeah, it's point. been a disappointment in Calgary. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, is he the guy? Fuck, I'm happy he's back. In yeah, the I like him. I always, for some reason, over the span of like three years, I'd go to LAX to fly home for, you know, to see my family in June. And sure as shit, fucking there's Daryl Sutter just sitting right fucking first class next to me. And we would laugh and shoot the shit. And we'd never, I've never played for him, but I've just heard so many hilarious stories. And one that stands out was Matthew Lombardi, who um, played for him in Calgary. He had Prust and he had Nigel Dawes in Calgary. Anyway, he had a bunch of guys that, that I played with in Phoenix. And he'd come on the bus, in particular after this one game, and, and the guys played like shit. No one was hitting anyone, and they knew he was going to fucking do something. So gets on the bus, last guy, starts walking down the fucking aisle, passing the rookies, staring at everyone. And then as he kind of got towards the vets in the middle of the bus, he started fucking smashing his head on where you put the compartment where you put your jackets and your, and your bag. <laughs> And he just continually just fucking smacks his head and does it like 10 times. Finally, they're like, stop. would you stop? <laughs> he's, he's like, if none of you are going to fucking hit anyone, I'll just fucking hit myself. Like, <laughs> like, so good on him. Hopefully he fucking bangs his head on the bus a few more times. Maybe that'll That's wake unbelievable. up. Maybe that'll wake up the boys in Calgary. But, I'll just uh, fucking hit myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you know what it's like, boys. You get those old school guys. They got all their tricks up their sleeve for how to get the boys fired up. And, and uh, you know, Daryl's definitely one of them. So. Oh, that's a great story. He's definitely rubbing that old school vibe on that team, though, because uh, what was it? The first night in there, he had Lucic and Matthew Kachuk fighting. 
So, like you said, like I don't know him as well as you guys do, but like Calgary is one of those teams that's been a disappointment, and they're only four points out of a playoff spot, and I I think they're at the halfway point or approaching the halfway point. So maybe a little bit of old school mentality will get guys going, playing a little bit harder, and then you're gonna get more out of Lucic and Kachuk. I mean, Kachuk's been a an all-star since he's been there, but somebody like Lucic might, this might be a great move for Lucic and get that team going. Yeah, it was when I first heard it, I was with you in Cabo and I was fucking about 12 skinny marks deep. I thought, why the fuck are they hiring Daryl Sutter? Like really like give a young guy a chance. But then I kind of sat back and thought about it. I I, talk, I listened to Steger talk about him yesterday. That story you just told me now, I reached out to Jared Stoll about him. He could be the guy to come in there and shake it up and just, you know, hold these guys accountable and, and maybe get them going. Cause I think Calgary has good pieces and, and if they're going to be yeah. successful, they're going to have to be a team like that. Like to Chuck Lucic, everyone getting in their face. Markstrom's coming back. So it's going to be good for hockey. I can't wait to see his post game interviews. Uppy, that story you just told me was fucking hilarious. So it's just <laughs> an abs- absolute beauty. Um, Jimmy scoops, East division, my friend, Philly. I, we know you're a big Philly guy, Philly pit four five right now. Pitt's been playing better with Berkey and Hextall at the helm. It doesn't seem like both these guys are going to get in. You know, we're 23 games in or whatever we are. What are your thoughts on the, the Battle of Pennsylvania? Pitt's playing a lot better lately. What are your thoughts? Yeah, when when we were doing this, I was expecting Philly to be a lot higher in the standings, and I was not expecting Brian Burke and Hextall to take over Pittsburgh. So that's kind of throwing a little dilemma in my playoff scenario. But I do <laughs> think... I'm t- I'm too loyal to the the Flyers. I think the Flyers are going to make the playoffs. I do. They got two games in hand. They're going to figure it out. I think this um, this Carter Hart's going to start playing better. The Flyers' biggest issue right now is defense. I'm so curious to see what they're going to do with the deadline here. I mean, they just give teams too many chances to stay in games, and they give up too many goals and too many shots on net. But I think with the Flyers can buckle down here. They have too many pieces up front to not make the playoffs. There was a guy on our social media that was like, Broadway, Jimmy Scoops, please throw Carter Hart on the fucking milk carton. Because every time yeah, you begging do get, me, begging me, begging you to throw him on the milk <laughs> carton. Hazy, can they both get in in the East? Can they both make it? Will Boston come out or was Washington? Do you think either way they both can get in or, or just one's going to make that East division? I mean, right now, I, I think Boston and Washington are going to be locks to make the playoffs if they can stay healthy, obviously. Uh, the Islanders right now are sitting atop the East, which is the biggest surprise, I think, in the NHL standings. But, I mean, when they got, I got to figure out how many times they play each other. But I, I think Pittsburgh and Philly can get in, but it's going to be a little bit of a skid from the Islanders because I do think it's going to be tough to pass Boston and Washington. Yeah, yeah. The Islanders are the wild card here this fuck, year, right? Well, I mean, Trotsy, fuck. They're, I think he they're going yeah. to win so the impressive. East. I think the Islanders are going to win the East. Now and seventy three goals for. I mean, they're not just sitting back; they're actually fucking scoring. I know everyone rips the fucking Islanders, but like how but bad they, they win, are to watch. Right? But like they Barcel win. fucking snaps. Yeah, I mean, and they're like, tough. Fuck, Anders Lee's tough. Yeah, I mean, I, Lee's by example. I think they get a bad rap sometimes, and I think the way they're playing right now, if they can stay healthy, they got off to a tough start. Um, but right now, if I had to pick today, I think they win the division. Washington, wow. Boston. Fucking hazy. I don't know. I thought Philly too, but man, Pitt's playing better. I still think Philly will get in, and Pitt will be out, but. You can never, you know, bet against Sid the Kid. Are you up, dog? No, it's the. I still think Boston. I mean, there it's a tight race. It's a couple points separating uh, three teams, um, and all teams that you know realize this is a this is a great opportunity this year to to make a statement and kind of come out of a really strong um, 
you know, division. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. The the fact that those five teams had to battle for four spots. Those are five teams that have made the playoffs every year for the last yeah. fucking long time. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's... So you know, there's a good opportunity there for someone to make a statement for for years to come with this with this shortened season. So uh, it's a toss up. To me, it's still too early. Yeah, you know, we're not even not even halfway there. Yeah, it's going to be great to see down the stretch too, right? Yeah. We talked about this Broadway before this East Division. There's fans coming back now at MSG. There's fans of Pitt. There's fans of Philly. It's going to be fun to play out and uh, up dog. We were probably, this is something I've known Updog a long fucking time. This is something I found out over a couple skinny marks and teed it up. The fucking <laughs> Updog, I know he's a business guy. He runs CEO. He's the CEO of Missing Curfew. He won Scholastic Player of the fucking year in the WHL. Now that now is like the guy making that, sense up. Yeah, that's the guy that goes to class the most in the dub. Or how do you win? Well, it's got, there's not many high standards in the dub. How do you? How did you win that? Yeah, the IQ is. <laughs> uh, I had more. Yeah, my IQ was higher than my my point total that year. <laughs> and I fucking I, and I did actually quite well in the points. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was you know a little feather in my cap. Yeah, I never. I knew did that. actually. So I, I moved to Kamloops. I was in grade uh, eleven. I came as a seventeen year old. Uh, I did an online course actually. So my online course was thriving. This was back before people were fucking kind of doing that. But I did it solely so I can hang out with the older guys on our team and go like work out during the day. I basically, I had taken all my curriculum, Obi, when I was in Fort McMurray playing for, the junior, for my junior team there, that I knew when I left here, it was just going to be hockey. Fuck, you know, the school was, uh, I did so much of it before that I'm good. And when I got to Kamloops, the high school at the time was not going to let me just take like my four classes for the year. They wanted me to fill up a full fucking sheet. And I was like, nah, I'm not here for that. Yeah. So I did this. This is back 2001. I'm here to score goals I'd, and bang um, That's exactly it. And I'm good at both. I'll show up I'm to class, up but I'm not going to be here all day. You know, I'm going to fucking, you know, I'll go for lunch and have a cocktail. Uh, so anyway, uh, I did. I did good in school that year. Yeah, yeah I was no, you're, focused. You're a good. You're. You've always been an intelligent guy, and your business savvy. You're learning it. You're getting better at it each day. And I just thought, because in the OHL we have some travel, but the WHL, the travel there is no joke. Yeah, it's like gnarly. it's hard to, you know. I didn't fuck. I didn't go to class in the OHL, so in the WHL I really wouldn't wouldn't have went. So, um, congratulations. Speaking of your mother, Thanks. she should be proud of that. Uh, I, I know she, she sure was. Is, yeah. But Updog, Scholastic Player of the Year in the WHL. I love it. We got a Princey, find us a picture of him winning that award so we can it's like the Dosakis man, man of a million traits this up show. I know, right? This fucking <laughs> guy's impressive. Broadway, Jimmy Scoops Hayes is Curtis Gabriel. This guy is going bigger in style. Meat stick. Fuck me. Meat. He's bringing the meat back in the game, though. I kind of like it. <laughs> he, um, what were your thoughts? That was the longest, first of all, before I turn over, that was the longest conversation I've ever seen at Redline ever. I've never seen the guys. They were going back and forth like four or five times. What was your thoughts on that, Broadway? I I wanted a hot mic on that thing so bad, but this Curtis Gabriel, like you said, he had to have listened to our episode about the Big Iron Patrolling because this guy <laughs> is just trying to talk to everybody's tough guy. And I want to know what Clifford said to him because you could see him. I think he grabbed the puck and just kind of like put it by his feet and was like, "You do you know like one of these things is on the ice?" <laughs> and the kid goes to kick it. I was fucking laughing, but he's trying to. This Gabriel is trying to come across as. I don't know, it's like the heavyweight champ, but I got to give a shout out to my boy, Pat McGrath in uh, Wilkes-Barre, who dropped this kid like a bad habit. So I think Pat McGrath might be the champ if we're talking about this. But I mean, this kid is tough, but he needs to tone his, tone his down. So now. he's, Jimmy, he's always he's been playing like this, line, right? Because this was years ago. I was playing in St. Louis when we had done with Chicago. Yeah. And is that Vince Dunn? That was Vince Dunn. Wow, Vince Dunn dropped Fucking one punched him. Yeah. That's great. 
That whole, right? Yeah. We should talk about yeah, this. Yeah, we will, we will. So <laughs> Chicago, this is at the, um, Obi, help me out with the name of that arena. Allstate Arena. Allstate Arena. Allstate, Arena. Yeah. Allstate, yeah. So where the Chicago Bulls play, they yes. were our rivals in, in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And same with you in Cincinnati. Uh, we, us three were fucking trilingual. It was gone. Gangbangers. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, uh, in between, you know, the video came out yesterday of Vince Dunn, and I, I had no idea who he'd, who he'd one punched, but I heard about it because it went viral and it was awesome. And Vince Dunn, I always knew he had this like, mean streak on him but he's small he's super collective kind of a chill guy but like he's tough and anyway fuck he one punches this guy at a game when he's playing for the chicago wolves and and it goes viral so that same fucking corridor obi behind the net in chicago is where the chicago wolves would come up from their dressing room <laughs> and the visiting team would come up and it was only separated by like a like concrete eight feet of concrete it's where the zamboni goes yeah yeah but if you ran across it your skates would be so fucked Right? So, yeah. so one time after warmups, we all came off and there was chirping and it was, it was Kip Brennan. It was Jeremy Leblonsky yeah. and it was a full rodeo. We had Fiddler and anyway, they guys ended up in the middle of the cement, full brawl. <laughs> guys came flying out of the room. It's, it's 12 on 12. It's fucking <laughs> the Royal rumble right in there. Now there was still a few guys left on the ice and the fucking cops like, it was mostly our guys. The cops had fucking closed the door so no one else could come off the ice. So everyone's like fucking trying to bang on the glass to get and help out the boys. And it was just full. I think we played the game with like 12 skaters each. They kicked eight guys out. <laughs> That's cool. a jungle. That, that would have been a game if you're a fan. You wish you showed, would have shown yeah. up for warm-ups because it was full I fucking I mean, back man. in the day, fans did show up for warm-ups. I remember when I was a kid going to junior hockey games, I'd go to warm-ups for the main reason that fuck, you never know something might happen. Up. But same thing happened to us. Um, Kip Brennan again, same thing after warm up. He came over as me, Brooke Bank. I think fucking Loops was there too. Loops was like the last count guy coming off, and it was Brennan and a couple other guys. And next thing you know, we're going at it, but the security got in quicker for ours. But I did take one before the game even started. I was like, fuck it, in the dressing room, <laughs> oh. like, fuck, I already got hit before the game started. So, but ours didn't get too escalated like yours because the security did come. But I mean, that place was a gong show for that reason. That was that was jungle, jungle status. Got to find a clip of that. It's got to be one. Princey, come on, Prince. Boys, I love snapping around with you in the rundown. Tom Wilson, I got your back. These boys are all over you. I got your back. Fucking hazy. You're getting soft down there in Florida. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Um, up, dog. We had a great guest that you put together. Branching out the missing curfew. You know, we're not just a hockey podcast. We're a fucking lifestyle podcast. We rock and roll. Who you got rights. coming on? Tell we got our boys Dirty Honey. I got my boy Mark and John honey. from Dirty Honey. Uh, Who you played I actually, hockey with I played hockey night. with Mark last night. I skated... Hazy Why, last night for the first time he drove up in to LA. LA to skate. This I had an eight thirty. I had an eight thirty <laughs> hockey match last night. He texted me. I'm full like, gear up, dog. Full gear. We'll get into it. We'll get in. I we'll get into it. How is the fucking hips feeling on the car ride back? Uh, I was got, a little sluggish. Did you take the Bronco morning. up there? No, I didn't. I took the, the I took Kia. The girls, Kia. Yeah. Tell her right. Oh, so that you put a little more comfort. I brought it. With the, you know, the car seat in the back. <laughs> couple sticks. <laughs> you couple are twigs. a fucking dad, eh? Car seat, sticks, carrying equipment. <laughs> did you bring any beers in the room? For the I boys? did. I was oh. like, this is my first official fucking beer league hockey you're game. Up. I brought beer, you're and up. then we sat in the parking lot after. Had a little tailgate. Oh, that's see. I would do that. Next time, I'll just meet you for the after no, you're gonna see, you're no, lace no, them no, up. No, no, yeah, yeah, so, you got it. Dirty Honey coming up next. Up dog, good pull for the boys. Welcome back to Missing Curfew. Up dog, Scoopsy. It is an honor. We 
while we played, we thought we were fucking rock stars up dog. And now we have some fucking legit <laughs> rock stars here at Hall Pass Media. I'll let you do the honor. See how you set this up. Who we got in here well with Well said, us. Obi. Well said. We are joined today by a couple good friends of mine that I got the pleasure of knowing, uh, knowing the, last, the last year during COVID. Uh, these boys are part of uh, a rock star anthem stadium singing band called Dirty Honey from L.A. Uh, the first unsigned band that has never released a full length album made rock history with their self-titled single made Billboard's top number one hit on mainstream rock song chart list, which is fucking pretty epic. I'm welcoming Mark LaBelle, my boy to my right, and John Notto. The lead guitarist, boys. Thanks for coming in. Um, thanks for uh, not only having us here, but uh, at your at your place to party. Yeah, yeah, and, and keep <laughs> us busy. First thing I gotta say, John, I, I love that you got the shades on. I'm, I love wearing the shades. And I love that you're rocking them in the studio. First one to do it, so I appreciate that. First one, all right. Yeah, I Man, love it. I wasn't sure. No, no, leave them on. It's he fucking loves it. He's, he would wear those fucking. <laughs> I wear my into shades nightclub, inside everywhere. In a restaurant. I love it. Yeah, you're hosting them. Yeah, I guess not. I guess not. But uh, it's a good sound, look. Hey, you know what's great? Not only having them here, they sound great on the microphone. I think I called you out actually to him on on Instagram when you guys were up in Tahoe. Were you rocking the Vervedos double breasted? Uh, I was good eye. Oh, you was. That, that was, was you the fire. That's yeah, sick jacket. Obes has style. <laughs> up dogs like Mark. Mark texted me, asked me about that Johnny V jacket. I got that the jacket. Shearling. Yeah, right breast. when I retired, I was going to Aspen for the first time. I was like, fuck, I, I gotta get something new here. So, so you I was, dropped four G's on it. I dropped jacket. four G's, but I had the we got a discount for the NHL. Okay, and I wasn't in the NHL at the time, but I was still in the computer. You get the VIP discount. Yeah, so I said. Yeah, okay. O'Brien, I'm still in the NHL, but give me the 25. For the New York guy. Yeah, give me the give me the 25% off, bud. So. <laughs> Um, but good eye, man. Yeah, the yeah, Johnny V. It's a good one. Boys, that yeah, that trip for to Tahoe for us was uh our first trip on the road in a while as as part of a group. You know, we felt like we we've Tell been missing it. it, right? Yeah. You guys, I mean, l- life on the road for us, which we miss now, uh, we got a little taste of it. So you guys just did a just did a music video. We just did a music video. We were on the road for that. That's pretty much the most traveling we've done as a group um, since this all started. But we're yeah. definitely yearning to get back on the road. And oh, totally. You, get, you There's can nothing sense like the, the end of this now. Yeah, know, yeah, so. of course. What are you guys um, hearing for? Because concerts are one of the things that me and Uppy miss the most. And yeah. throughout our career, Uppy was the same way. Like, Anytime I was on the road, if I could go see a show in between a game, it was something that just for fucking two hours, whatever it was, it got you away from hockey, especially if things weren't going well, or even if they were. But um, what do you guys kind of miss the most about the road? And are you hearing concerts coming back sooner than later? Because those are the things that we want to go to more than a fucking hockey game or, or a sporting event as a concert. Are you guys hearing anything on your end or just kind of playing it by ear kind of thing? Yeah, I mean... We could probably go play Texas tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 show yeah. no rules yeah. there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're gonna do the uh, Texas, Florida, Wyoming, Missouri, yeah. Oklahoma yeah. tour. That's a good point. That's a good no, point. I think we're optimistic about the summer. Um, I mean, I look at COVID stats like every day, and it's, it's it's going down every day. Every week is is where you really see the big changes. But um, yeah, I'm optimistic for the summer. Definitely the fall, barring any you know crazy circumstance. But uh, yeah, it just sucks. I mean, you, you, you get into this grind, like you're doing a show every other night or, or two out of three nights, you know, in a row and you miss it and, you know, you want to stay in shape like vocally and I'm sure you want to yeah. keep your chops up and it's just, it's hard. Get your liver back on, on point. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
don't know if I can do tequila right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We just got back from Cabo. Yeah. So, Mark, I got a question for you, buddy. Now that I'm in the, you know, we're doing media, me and the updog, I get the throat bad, right? Like, if I go on a bender. So, I used to think, man, being a rock star would have been fucking amazing, right? You get lit up the night before you go out there, sound like how good you sound. I've heard you perform. It's not like that, is it? You got to kind of take care of yourself, or does your voice always bounce back because you're a rock star? No, I mean, you definitely have to take care of yourself, but that's not stopping me from doing a couple <laughs> yeah, drinks yeah. you know we do like three or four tequila shots you know during the show yeah. or whatever Bef- before it's usually two just to yeah. loosen up and then yeah. you do a couple more during the show and if it's a really fun night if you're playing la or new york or something i'm usually shattered by the end of the show <laughs> but uh <laughs> and then and then we go like when we played la the last time right before COVID got really serious. I was I was pretty wrecked by the end of that night. But it was it was a fun celebration at the end of the tour. And I was at that show, I believe. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. yeah. I met you after the night. show and I was pretty torn up myself. But it was <laughs> yeah, so, I, I was there. I was at the was that the Troubadour? That was the Troubadour. Troubadour. Yeah. I was at the Troubadour with with uh, Lupul, our boy Shuppy, Teddy Purcell was there. Mm-hmm. Mal's. Yep, Mal's. Fucking Mal's, Mal's was talking. Mal's was talking the whole fucking show. I was trying to listen to you sing. I'm like, yo, quit talking, Mal's. For fuck's sake. I don't know what Mal's been up to lately, but he's his hockey game is on point. Mal's sober, yeah, sober, he was flying right? around last Mal's, night. Mal's was buzzing last night, but uh, yeah, I mean, you definitely got to sleep and take care of yourself and and work out. Um, you, do, you do the best of that, I think. I'm pretty. Well, Corey's pretty good too. But yeah, Corey, he, does, he doesn't drink, so you know what I mean. He's not like a ranger. He when he does, though, he gets. He can break away. Guy never drinks. He usually does it too depressed about something. So he's like, no, I'm just going to drink tonight. And then he drinks like, the way out drinks me. I'm drinking every night. All yeah. Time. Just yeah. Away, dude. His but, inner uh, redneck is strong. <laughs> yeah. He hates that. He hates he's got an inner redneck. He's like from northern Oregon or something. <laughs> hey, boys, speaking about the road, I saw you guys play in Brooklyn. And I happened to catch you guys before your show at a nice steakhouse mm-hmm. right beside the venue. It wasn't that nice, but it was nice. That was a fucking pretty <laughs> badass steak we had. Anyway, you guys, uh, as, as a squad, as your band members, do you guys usually go out for dinner nights before, like right before the show? Is there anything you guys have as a ritual that you do like together? I know Obi and I, we're always heading out for dinner and a bottle of wine the night before a game, but... Maybe two before bottles. Maybe two <laughs> before bottles. Maybe two bottles. Not exactly before the game. Yeah, maybe if we could. could. Before. It if helps you sleep better, Mark. Helps you sleep yeah, better. I, under, I get yeah. you. Uh, rituals that we do together. Um, I think, I mean, we've been cruising across the country in a van, you know, a nice van. But a van, nonetheless. And it's like, whenever you get to the city, I'll never forget, like, we pulled up to Dallas and and our manager was with us in the van. And, and I, you know, when you pull up into the city, I want to grab lunch or whatever before sound check and... And I just, I go on Yelp, find whatever place I'm going to, get a sandwich or whatever, a salad. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm on my own. I just get out of the van, I'm on my own. And I ordered food and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's so fucking disrespectful. You didn't fucking order food for everybody. What the fuck? You know? I was like, you have no idea what's going on right what now. What kind of lead he, man are you? And then, so then flash forward to after the show, he's trying to corral everybody for dinner. Everybody's you know, going a thousand different directions. And he, he pulled me aside and he was like, so sorry about that. Yeah, there's no possible way you can order yeah, yeah. food for five different people in a brand new city. This just doesn't work, you know? Someone doesn't answer right away. Yeah, it's a disaster. I think the ritual really with our scenario is to go get some of your own time. Yeah. You only have a little bit of that. Because then you got to get into the venue. You got to do sound check. There's a lot of standing around letting the techies do what they got to do. And then you don't have much time. 
fortunately for us, we had a good meet and greet sale. So it was like, then you got to do the meet and greets. And then after that, you know, then pretty much the opening band, the doors open, and then you can't really be around unless you want to get caught by fans. Again, good problem to have. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some of your fans. Yeah. There's some good looking babes in <laughs> the <don't>... crowd. <laughs> yeah. I would mind the meet and greet before <laughs> or after. <laughs> I'd be like, hey. Uh, wasn't Uppy was known for doing the meet and greet during the game. That's I think. true. <laughs> he was. You've heard. He was. I know. I couldn't yeah, help myself sometimes. There's usually a shot of tequila between me you yeah, and Justin yeah. or something. Um, yeah. They're always, you know, getting warmed up, ready to go before, you know, the hour before the show. And I think that's pretty typical. Of well, when we started this podcast, I was on a 30 day challenge thing trying to lose some weight so we didn't drink and then i fell off the wagon hard and we got fucking pinned every tuesday we were taking sprinter vans to la yeah and then we looked at each other like this isn't the budget first of all we were going <laughs> home every tuesday just shit face so we didn't have that fine line of now we're back not drinking when we do our show so maybe we just need a couple shots of tequila i, the I knew pros, and then we can boys you know when your buddy's like just getting off you know just getting to that tipping point where you know he starts to get a little aggressive and you're like fuck he really needs to have a cocktail I think. yeah so that was kind of where it was going and then i knew that first show that he was he brought the bottle of johnny blue and then he had fucking two bottles <laughs> yeah. of wine so at 10 so 30 in the morning we sat around the fucking table i go this is where he absolutely falls off right yeah. here it was time but it was a must good have made for some good it was content. a good show it was, it was a good a show. show we were just getting pinned every tuesday for about a month and a half and up <laughs> he had to go home to his baby girl and then i had some other stuff to do it was just like we got to kind of tighten it up a bit but we're thinking about doing a kind of a night show one during the day and then a night show moving forward it'd so be that's, fun yeah like an after curfew thing kind of thing would be fun for us but how did you boys meet like yeah, how, I, was how did you, yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say mark john for our listeners you know you guys just dropped a, a single california dreaming on mm -hmm. friday congratulations Thanks. that's sick name. that's fucking awesome to do during this time and we know you got an album coming out next month uh but yeah a little bit about your background knowing each other both california guys no i want to know how they came up with the name of this band <laughs> I like it. I like I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. I'll, I'll take that one first. I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where it really came from specifically. It was just in a list of names that I had on the phone. Um, just thought it looked cool, sounded cool, rolled off the tongue, and it was kind of buried in this list of 150 names that none of us could ever agree on. And and it wasn't until uh, we, we were at a gig one night, and I was like, we have to pick one. And, and everybody just sort of saw that and was like, yeah, that's the one, let's go. So we, I don't, the genesis of where it came from, I have no idea. It's just, it's kind of like a song title. You, it's dirty. You just come and go. And if you catch it, you catch it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I met him at a gig in Santa Monica. He showed up fucking, he was sitting in with, on my cover gig and yeah. kind of looked like this. He had fucking <laughs> sick boots on and a sick Les Paul and he just blew away my guitar player and I pulled him aside afterwards. I was like, yeah, I think we should. Actually, the jacket that I wore that night, I wore in the Rolling Stones video too. That black one. Yeah. 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 So see, yeah, it's, it's all about the jacket. Yeah. See, it's, it's, you, so you, you notice always is a playing ability, but you notice the style too, because we talk about that a lot in hockey, right? Yeah. You gotta have fucking good style to be on my team, right? So you saw this guy can jam out, <laughs> totally. and he's got sick kicks on. You're like, cool. oh, let's go grab a drink, buddy. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember the next day, because <laughs> we didn't really talk that night. Right. Right. It, and I came in through the drummer, and then I remember being like, oh, that's pretty cool. And also, half of his man was shit faced. <laughs> I mean, like, the, the other guitar player, I was like, I don't want to play with that guy. Like, yeah. He's a skater kid, hammer. But then the next day on Facebook, I just get, yeah, I think you wrote on my wall, you're like, yo, it's a kid. Fucking rock. Like, oh, cool. This, this went well then. And then, yeah, and then we started partying and hanging together, and, uh, you know, obviously. Doing his cover shows. 
he already had kind of a thing going and you know just playing gigs yeah so in the beginning it was like for me a chance to just play rock and roll regularly you know because everything else in la i was trying to be like just a musician and stuff so every other gig that i got to pay was really not that you know just kind of like, he was like yeah. dabbling in shit that wasn't authentic to who he is as a yeah, person yeah. No, yeah, exactly. and i remember the turning point his best friend is this fantastic musician and, and he saw what we were doing with dirty honey and he was like that's what you should be doing man like yeah. fuck the the other side man shit like that is totally up your alley that is you and that is who you are why you wouldn't chase that would be it was insane it would be stupid yeah. so, so, um, bes- so besides coming down for this year's July 4th party at Joffrey Lupul's place yeah, yeah. and playing out back in front of, you know, there was I'm a, flying off say, there was a little yeah. bit of a lineup. We yeah. missed it, Jimmy. I was Jimmy, fired off there, it. But we had this epic fireworks in the background on the beach, the boys in the dark, little, you know, maybe some Zoomers and a couple of weed pens <laughs> kicking around. Everyone feeling really, really good. A couple of Zoomers. Um, was there... You, was there any other time besides that that you guys felt like this is our, you know, this is when we put in our all our hard work and we've made it, you know, and we're now we're traveling, now we're doing our thing. Um, was there ever a time you guys were like, man, all this hard work and writing, you know, this first album, now we're going on the road? Or For him, I remember specifically when we were going on tour Slash for the first time. Slash, like, uh, whether it's true or not, I have no idea. I imagine he listens to the bands and says, yeah, cool. Um but we were told like, yeah, Slash approved you. You know, you guys are going on tour with him for a couple shows. And and John was like, Slash has heard me play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> that was fuck. And he just I, real, man. visibly had a moment like yeah. in the parking lot that we were standing in. He was like, like, that was definitely a validating moment, oh, I think, yeah. for you as a guitar player. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And to be sound checking. With, and then we'll yeah. the show to be sound checking. Would he be beside you? Was no, like he, was he, he, he? He's pretty guarded. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we were right down the hall from him. It wasn't like crazy. It was more just like mums the word, kind of like just be cool, you know, like a fan. You know, because when you open for somebody like that, they're so famous. Everyone who yeah. them is also probably a super huge fan. So he's got to worry sure. about being fanboyed by even other bands. <laughs> So, yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of it from that right, perspective. Yeah, it's yeah. Like not just the fans. Like, yeah, we know you. Have that's like when you first make the NHL two and you walk in with like Scott Niedermeyer there. And you're yeah. lucky you don't want to be like, oh my god, Scott Niedermeyer, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fuck Chris Pronger, hey, Taylor Swift. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. kind of like, hey, what's up? So, Mark, I remember. I don't think I made it to the July Fourth party, but you played. I think maybe Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And my girl was there, and she, my girl's a fabulous singer. So once you started singing, she was like ready to leave me and go sit on your lap. But I was like. <laughs> I was singing to the songs too, right? And listen, I'm a horrendous singer. So my question is, would you rather a guy like me that can't fucking sing at least give you some energy or should I just oh, sit there and shut the fuck no, up? No, absolutely. I mean, it's always, <laughs> the show is always better if the audience Yeah, that's what I told Christina. I'm like, he wants some fucking, you know, I'm giving him some love there yeah, a little bit. Yeah, totally. But, okay, totally. good. I was just, I'm going to tire that tonight. So thank you, Mark. Because you were fucking. We had, we had some good energy. We had PJ on the, on the, the Cajon, the yeah. Cajon yeah. drum, the our boy guy. PJ McKeg, yeah. Man, that was a that was probably the best night in what I would call quarantine so yeah. far because he didn't For even sure. get the call until midnight. Yeah, and I was like, you made it down I was like, too. You have to come. Yeah. You have to come really? to this fucking party. It's like an hour. Dude. <laughs> he's up there. He's dude, in the, the valley. Tra- oh, there's no traffic. It's COVID. All right, I can maybe come, man. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I'll come if somebody sends it's me like an Uber. An hour, somebody yeah, sends yeah. me an Uber, I'll fucking with come down with the guitar. No, dude. Hey, 
great, great negotiation on your. You know what? I do. I'm in. Someone fired had me a guitar. Had a girl though. Yeah. Like just whatever. Yeah. Right. You're like I'm in. John yeah. had a drink in his hand and several other things. Uh, <laughs> mentioned. Within ten minutes of walking through the door, he yeah. was feeling much Ready better. Was yeah. that the weekend though that you guys shacked up in my my bunk that bed? That was. Yeah. And then the sure. next day, sat on my patio. We crushed beers all mm-hmm. day. Listened right. to tunes. That was the best. You guys went paddle boarding. Paddleboarded. I got a good coffee in the morning down in Newport. Newport's oh, nice. Yeah. Like Uppy barbecued all day. When you live in LA, like when me and Uppy more when we were single and stuff, like if we could get girls to come down to Newport or friends or whatever, like if you could just get them, like they're like, what you said, oh dude, it's a fucking hour. But once you got them down there, girls or guys are yeah, like, wow, this leave. is fucking chilling. I mean, like, they're like girls didn't want to leave. We're like, oh yeah, you can stay for the weekend till Monday. But no, but it's nice down there, right? Like, especially yeah. to get out of the city and just chill and obviously up down. Well, especially houses. during COVID too, because I remember rolling up and on the news, it was like, all the beaches are closed. You know, this is like the height of, of all this stuff. And yeah. and then you get down there and you go to, over to Lupul's and Lupul's <laughs> like, yeah, I talked to the cops, like go on the beach, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. You're like, Loops, did you really talk? <laughs> yeah. You're like, Loops, did you really talk to cops or? You just yeah, Loops, I mean, yeah. there, there was everybody who was on the beach no, that I day. Know. It was crazy. Yeah, down in Newport, it did not feel like one. No, no it not I mean, there was some mask wearing and stuff. But Which was you know. nice though, it was nice to escape, you know, the situation for yeah. a minute. Yeah, we were all outside doing our thing, quarantining. Yeah, no fun. one was sharing guitars or, or, was or that, drinks. Was, it, was that the day we went over to that other dude's spot and got, and you got on that like electric... Uh, yes. What do you call those? It's like the surfing, the surfboard, that Jaffe's house you probably went oh, to, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, we you, took the boat over didn't there. Did you That's fall right. off or something? I did. I cut my arm pretty good. <laughs> you actually. did, and he remember he was like, "Watch out, thing! You fall off." And then, and then Loops wanted to get on it, and he was literally. You did not let him get on. Completely there, pissed up, and I'm like, "Not no, a chance! You get no, on." He would have even talk. Don't the electric skateboards? I go, "You're not driving the boat, and you're not riding." No, just it was like a hovering boat. It was so they're foils. Yeah, the more skateboards you made me buy in Florida. I still got those bad boys. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We used to ride around on oh. everything. They're like toys, right? Yeah, you just get on this thing and you fly around. <laughs> That's what they're doing on the skateboards. It's the same technology. S- same technology. Yeah. I think the one in the water is a little more expensive. Those things sure, are yeah. those so things are steep. Updog buys this electric skateboard back in the day, and we're having a July 4th party at Loops House, and this Canadian kid from, fuck, I think Fort McMurray, stumbles his, into Loops' party. Well, let's say, yeah, his sister came down who was yeah, smoking, smoking, smoking hot. Yeah, but he we had to let him in to get her in. <laughs> he was and, a, Talk about super fans. This he kid loves like he was Brian like Burrard. Burrard. Like he, he was just the kid and he was got hilarious. fucking loser drunk boys and he sees these electric skateboards and he goes out there <laughs> and next thing you know he comes in his nose is over <laughs> here his face is cut I'm like we gotta get this kid out of here like it was just a shit oh, where was that this that was, was at one of Loops' July 4th uh, back in the down here down yeah. Loops' yeah. house yeah it was um, she made the trek she was coming down I, th- I want to say to be maybe a porn star at the time <laughs> we go way back. <laughs> it was a good tryout for them, I think. <laughs> um, boys, let's talk a little bit about California Dream. And it's, it's, Obi and I moved to California. We were down pumping here. it on the golf course in Cobble this yeah, weekend. Yeah. We were pumping nice. it. Oh, 100%. Yeah, when we, when we got it, it yeah. got released Friday. We were pumping it. Uh, but I mean, we, we chased the California Dream, you mean? Yeah. You know, we, we, hockey guys, hockey brought you here mm-hmm. uh, with the Anaheim Ducks. I, you know, came down here to hang out with you and, and my boy Loops. But, um, a little bit about the song, boys. I mean, I've dove into the lyrics. It's a little dark, too, as much as it's yeah. California dreaming. So a- anything you want to shed light on? Yeah, I mean, it's funny that um, I think there's like an optimistic uh, feeling about the title. And, and you know, I consciously, obviously, I knew that there was a Mamas and Papa song, California Dreaming, about, you know, the song is their California Dreaming on a winter's day. And, 
you know, I wanted to kind of go the other way with it and write a darker sort of lyric about what can happen out here. And it's not, you know, it's a beautiful place. It's a stunning place. It's got some of the best sights anywhere in the world out here. And it can be fun. Um, and obviously, if, if things go well, you can be successful or whatever. But more often than not, that's not the case. And it's kind of about, you know, how the California dream can take a toll on your relationships. It can take a toll on your life um, if it doesn't pan out the way you're hoping. So um, that's where I was heading with it lyrically. And, you know, it really all stemmed from John's yeah. riff, which was fucking awesome. And I fell in love with it the second I heard it. We were fucking around one day at his, his studio and... Uh, I was like, I knew I had the sauce. Yeah, yeah. he was like, you had the, yeah, the special sauce. Like, yeah, he, he gave me that little <laughs> wink, wink, yeah. you know, a little sauce for right here. Like I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Send me that right now. Really? Yeah. How long did that take, Johnny? Like, is that just something you had that in was, your fingers for a bit or in your head, or was it? Uh, that was kind of a day of tinkering, about like a full day. Awesome. So like, I we I have a studio at the crib, and the roommates. We're real, real paranoid about COVID, like when you go out in the yard without a mask. So they just didn't even go in the studio anymore. So I was like, well, You I just got, got to turn it up and let's go. In. Yeah. I had, I had everything at my disposal. Like, do the crappy drum take, crappy bass take. Get a picture of it done without moving a seat, you know? Just awesome. The whole thing done. So it's great. Those are usually the ones that he does on his own that turn into songs it's like he just hears like all the music and it's usually a pretty complete idea and i mean it was all there in that demo uh, other than the melodies and, and lyrics yeah, obviously like but the riff well, is so strong you're just like this is, yeah. this is already awesome yeah and that know? and that's cool by you because when i first moved out to cali and then i was living here but i'm like i gotta get up to la right like fuck there's famous broads mm -hmm. up there i want mm -hmm. this you know and, and you get up there and yeah there's lots of great stuff about it and then after a couple of years of seeing the other side of it you're like all right there's you know, like I remember one lockout year, I was going to go live in Hollywood for the lockout. Thank God I didn't because I probably wouldn't have bounced back. But yeah, I tell my buddies back home, like LA is great. There's tons of beautiful women. There's, that's beautiful. But like you said, Mark, there is a side to it that can get really ugly. And, and you know, speaking of LA, like the, the funny thing is like, I know so many people who've never been, who've never driven up the coast. They've never been to the Redwoods. They've never been to Sequoia National Park or Yosemite or like, it's, it's fucking crazy yeah. how little people do here because they get so caught up in themselves and and their aspirations and uh you know so that was with the video i wanted to sort of showcase like this place is like sick you know compared to growing up in new york new york city's awesome we have some great stuff there too but like we don't have fucking insane mountains, mountains and, and like, cactuses everywhere coast, and ocean you know. everywhere yeah you're a few hour drive away from any sort of element you want to find here yeah. everything california. is in california literally so. I always say it's cool where you could like technically you could like ski in the surf in the morning and ski in the afternoon. You could technically if literally you do that. Yeah, like when you think about that, you're like, wow, that's crazy shit. Yeah, it's awesome. So having John as your as your guitarist and the guy that has it all in his head is like playing fucking hockey with a guy that just does all the work. You just go to the fucking net with your, yeah. You yeah. just play with like Pat. But yeah, I mean, you're like we all all a pro and you got your talent, but you play with a guy that can just like you know bring that vision. And yeah, just, and that's not to minimize anybody else. Like, there's yeah, other yeah. songs like that we've written where it's been yeah, a complete sure. collaboration, the four of us, and those are awesome too. That this one specifically was was John was like, I got this badass riff, and if you don't have the riff to me, you you don't really have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For Rock sure. and roll songs have to have the riff. They have to have the great lyrics. They have to have a great chorus. I think they're the toughest songs to write because you know Drake can go and just rap over. 
a B. A two B. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm a big Drake fan here, so don't hey, don't don't trip him too hard. Yeah, yeah I'm bro. not tripping him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Broadway's <Yeah, I> <laughs> a big okay. hip hop guy. It's the equivalent to it's the equivalent to what Drake would say about a beat. Yeah. If the beat's got to grab him so hard, or else like, I'm not gonna rap with it. Yeah. 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 Like he's got to hear it and be like, okay. He's got to be right, like, okay. this has its own identity. This is fire. Yeah. I like that. But he was, can he can throw out twenty songs. You know, he, he can have a lot of different people write beats. If you don't have a, a riff that's authentic to, you know, yeah. the band the, and the band's sound and the band's attitude, you you really can't even start writing yeah. anything. So it's, it's did you guys fun. have anybody like any rock stars that you guys like looked up to that you kind of model who you guys are after? Or you just kind of. All kind of want to be yourself, like yeah. like like for a hockey player. Like I always idolize Getzlaff, but you also want to be your own person and play your own game. Like, how do you Absolutely. guys do that? What when it comes to making music? I mean, yeah, your influences are in there for sure. I mean, I've, I've, I'm as a singer, I'm influenced by everybody from Chris Cornell, Steven Tyler, Robert Plant, Jagger, um, Chris Robinson of the Black Crows, uh, Brian Johnson and Bon Scott. They're all in there, but it, I think. It's putting in the time gigging to find your own lane within that, yeah. you know, that thing and those influences. Um, John, John's yeah. the same way with guitar, for sure. Yeah, like I'm a, a huge fan of certain rock stars, but then I'm, I'm just a fan of guitar. Yeah. yeah. So like I could geek out like on YouTube, find some flamenco guitar player. If he's a genius, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do that stuff, but like I could go down the rabbit hole with anyone who's got something that's real so it's like yeah speaking of chris yeah. cornell did you go to the cornell tribute show a couple years ago at the forum i did yeah fuck dude yeah, we were there were you there yeah man yeah, we were all there oh, it was so awesome. awesome sick you know who stole the show that night miley Miley's Miley Harris, did yeah. steal the fucking show. She, did. she yeah, was the she speaking of she did say hello to heaven yeah, and fuck. fucking crushed it and so did adam levine yeah, I've heard him he, do that before. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And the Tableton was awesome. Metallica yeah. was there too, right? Or was I too? Metallica, they, yeah. did, a, they, they did, did a cover and then yeah. they just go, oh, we're going to fucking play some Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Speaking of Miley Cyrus, Mark, and Johnny, she was like the one girl when I moved out here. I'm like, man, I just hope I can go to one party where I can run into Miley Cyrus. Like, that's what I thought about LA. I'm like, you if I just get this party, Obes. I get a chance at Miley, Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. Like, yeah, okay, Obes. Stay in your lane, fella. <laughs> but she did steal the show at that. She really did. Yeah, she was fantastic. Yeah, that was that was a great job, John. I got a question for you when it comes to guitar. Like, so and you too, Mark. Like, when you were listening to music growing up, did you like hear the lyrics? Because for me, I can't remember the lyrics to any fucking song. But I got I got pretty good beat, right? Like, I can I can I tried to play the guitar. That was not good, but I got decent rhythm. But I just for lyrics, is that how you were? You could hear the beat, but the lyrics were kind of yeah, yeah. I could remember as a kid. I could remember every guitar, anything about. Zeppelin, Hendrix, yeah. all the records I knew, I knew everything in the music. I couldn't tell you the lyrics. Yeah, okay. Yeah. John, literally, there's a joke now. Like, John will be like, uh, I can't, I didn't even know you said that. I was too busy <laughs> listening to myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think of this line? I was like, well, I don't know. I was paying attention. Yeah. And then, obviously, what? like, when you went to live music as a kid, you were drawn to the guitarist and you were drawn to the lead man kind of thing, or did you just enjoy the whole band? Like, when I, yeah, for I mean, me, it's the, the guitarist band. and the drummer for some reason. I'm like always looking at one. And they play oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, Music whoever has the yeah, best jacket you know, on yeah keyboards yeah. and bass are really actually the glue but they don't they're usually not as where the fire is you know yeah it's vocals guitar drums I feel like. my first concert was Aerosmith I was Joe Perry and Steven Tyler like two of the coolest rock stars did on the planet back then? Did they yeah they had Russ Irwin playing but uh that's what I was drawn to I mean I was always drawn to like Joe Perry's the king of cool to me he's kind of like 
slash before slash really yeah. and uh but he's also kind of like the next jimmy page sort of thing so it's you know when you grow up and fall in love with that it's you're fucked kind of. i think yeah. mark models his vibe more off guitar players really i think so yeah, yeah i would agree with that we actually met a beauty down in Cabo who's a tech guy for chili peppers worked for the aerosmith a little bit and he was telling us like Aerosmith there right when Steven Tyler got the gig with American Idol remember he was telling us like yeah. him and Joe Perry they wouldn't even fucking talk to each other uh, before no, this like, sure they, hate like they hated each other Could you, and I'm, not, I'm like did it affect the chemistry on the, on the stage and he said absolutely not but do you think as you guys seem pretty tight but could that ever come between a band if you like if me and Updog didn't talk to each other I, I think it would affect us in here but musicians can they somehow separate it well, I, mean, I think if the music is good yeah. You're, yeah. you're kind of like whatever I can put up with anything as long as the music's really I mean, I would get really pissed at you at the basement when you'd be fucking wasted off your ass laying on the floor playing playing. Child. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to play guilty and you're like, motherfucker, I gotta, now I gotta play guitar too? in the corner, yeah, drunk off like, his ass, like just playing. I'd get so like fourth, pissed. Fourth, fourth quarter, you know, like. He's like, hours. I gave you three good quarters. This fourth one, I'm taking off. Quarter, like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that would affect the music ultimately, you know, yeah. which is why you, you would get pissed. So but, there is, so there is a thing called playing guilty then in in music. Too, oh yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. yeah, we for sure miss curfew is a little thing here saying, well, what's missing curfew? It's when you, you know, kind of play guilty, but you show up. Yeah. Put your fucking boots on. And what do you mean by that? Play guilty? Like, like, so you go out the night before and yeah. you're fucking. You, you know, you probably. Night before might have got out of hand. Yeah, you weren't doing yeah. your best to be a you know semi professional. Uh, right. And uh, you got to do more the next day to, you know, show your team that you're all in. Oh, you're I not see. just, you know. There was always a curfew for like the better pros, I guess I would say, right? The curfew <laughs> the coach would give you. And then there was a curfew for us guys, all right? Like, night before a game, you're not going to stay out. Unless maybe I was playing against him, and then I'm like, all right, so one exception, I'll stay with up until four o'clock. But yeah, so I, like, I had you my go to guy dinner. You go out. It's midnight. It's twelve thirty. If you don't got a girl with you or whatever, like, ah, fuck, I better go to bed, right? Like, that's kind of how it worked. And then only special occasions you'd really take it to the next stretch, and that's called playing guilty kind of thing. I feel like that's New York for a lot of the NHLers. Yeah. Right? Yes, it is. In yeah. LA, Andy Max, Andy, Another Andy, LA. Mack, Andy yeah. Mack made me play guilty a few times. There's not one game I played at MSG where I wasn't hung. Yeah. Not one. And talk about another city that can chew you up and yeah. spit you right out. Yeah. Is is New York? What's like a what's like a longest stretch you go out for when you hit the road? You know, Two weeks. So what's that look like? Is it is what's the it's so, it's it looks great. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of green lights. Well, there's a if lot you're, of if you're up dog. So the, every year the schedule comes out, right? Obviously, yeah, yeah. and we would go through it. Me, Loops, and Up Dog, and I'd be like, Ah, fuck! I got back to backs in New York. That fucks me and Loops. Like, oh, I'm in LA. I only got I've got to put the Ducks back to back. I'll be like, oh, I got five days in New York here. <laughs> I got six in LA, four in Dallas. I'm like, what the fuck? How so you'll you? always yeah. cross reference with the guys yeah. you know yeah. on different teams and say, Look, I come in on this Thursday. We don't play till Saturday. That means Thursday's the green light yeah. or whatever. But, Full then, but but the long trips are usually out to the West Coast. If you're like, you know, the Florida mm -hmm. Panthers, you'll go play all the you know, Western Canadian teams and then you'll clip Minnesota and Nashville on your way back. So you get like six games and that's usually in the course of 12 days. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, though, too, you would go in the night before the game. Right. So you, right. you go in. You, yeah. You go in, you play somewhere, you fly in that night. The next day you practice. And you play the next day. Well, a lot of nights you go out for dinner, right? And if you meet a girl or whatever, right? And 
you know, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, we play the next night, we're leaving. But I'm back. I'm back. Uh, I'm back in February. So, yeah. you know, like, I'm back February 7th or whatever. So that same girl's got 31. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, but John. If you couldn't stay out all night, you know. The best thing about the National League and, and Obes will tell you and Soul Jimmy is, is the travel. Yeah. Is the, yeah. And the it, hotels. Fuck. Is like the right after the game, you see your family, there's a time limit. And if we're going somewhere like Montreal, yeah. where you know the curfew might be three three o'clock, and you get in, there's no game the next day. You're telling everyone who's like talking to their mom and dad in the crowd, you're like, "Let's go!" You're yeah, like yeah, ice yeah. on the hey, we, boys, we ice on get the plane. this bird in the air because you know yeah. we got a couple of bottles of wine on there, and then we're <laughs> landing and we're dropping our bags off at the hotel, and we're going straight out because yeah. this is this is our night on this trip. Yeah. We're only in Montreal once this year. So that would become like a hey boys, no whistles tonight. Tell the goalies to not like cover the puck. Yeah, yeah. Like no whistles. Get the puck, put it in the corner. Let's just keep the play going. Let's get you know. No, I, I was going to see. Uh, so yeah, this is in overtime. 2007. I was I had tickets to see Kings of Leon back when they weren't so mainstream yet uh, at the Electric Factory in Philly. Yeah, badass, cool, like grunge, yeah, yeah. boxy warehouse. And we were playing like the Capitals. I'm in Philly, and I couldn't convince anyone. I was dating a girl at the time. I couldn't convince anyone on my team. To go see this show. They were just like, oh, we got a game and it'd probably be over by the time it's. I'm like, I don't know, watch this. I literally skated around and told everyone, no fucking penalties, don't flip the puck over. They're like, what? I'm like, I'm going to see this band, Kings of Leon, tonight. So, sure enough, as soon as the game was over, I literally keep the un mo I unzipped keep the my puck gear. Moving. Like, my gear had to have a zipper that night. I was like, Pfft. in the shower, fucking out the door. I caught at least six songs to whole encore. It was badass. Yeah. It was like, you know, that times to begin so now. Sick. But anyway. Yeah. That was kind of my, I'd always catch a show at the end of, so at the end of a game. So oddly enough, we went to, me, Miles, and another buddy, we went to the NHL All-Star game in LA, and Kings of Leon played the Forum that night, and our buddy knows Caleb, and fucking, that was a fun night. P.K. Subban wound up at the party, the after party with the band and shit, and uh, one of the better concerts I've seen in like cool. recent memory. For yeah, sure. so, I love Kings of Leon. So they, they just dropped an album too the same day you guys released yours. Yeah, and there was this funky thing. I haven't because I didn't buy it with the Bitcoin that they said it, right. they had to buy oh, it yeah, with crypto. Yeah, yeah. Or, you did say that. I wonder if I dreamt that down in Mexico. But Bobby <laughs> told me they got to buy the Kings of Leon with Bitcoin. Were you that, that was, many skinny margaritas. You had to buy the album in Bitcoin. That's in, what in some sort of crypto like that, yeah. coin. Yeah. They had. That's kind of genius by them. They're all they're all like reaping the rewards of this. Yeah, of is it like NFT or something? It was, it was some sort of option. Who the fuck knows? I don't understand any of that yet. So we were talking about our favorite cities. What about you boys? Like Or favorite venues to play or, yeah. or just where you like to really get up there and snap it around? I don't need to put you on the spot. LA but. and New York are awesome. They are also like really tough because there's like a lot of industry in both those places yeah. and family. And, um, you know, so it's fun to play. Like Detroit was fucking awesome. Um, Chicago is always good. Yeah, I love Chicago. Uh, everywhere in Florida is fun. Um, what about Austin? Do you like playing in Austin? We've only played there once, but it was... That was good. It was yeah. really good. And we haven't played anywhere bad yet because it's all fresh and new, you know, at this point. Yeah. And, and I think uh, the internet is good enough, you know, at this point with restaurant reviews and like bars and shit where you can pretty much have a good time anywhere you go. But we only got to spend like a day in Montreal. That was the place I really wanted oh, to, yeah. to go out in and, yeah. and have some fun. What time of year? That was some, We played a festival. Actually, we've been there twice. But yeah. each time we were right out to go to 
Toronto. Gotcha. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so, see, so that's kind of like yeah. how hockey is, right? Like sometimes yeah. you go in to play the Canadians and you're like, fuck, but right after the game, we're flying to Toronto. Yeah. So that's how it could sometimes work. Like, so depending like, on your yeah. schedule, like, you're like, can we not just fly to Toronto tomorrow? Like, what Isn't are we going to fly right now? Is that a protein thing, though, to like leave the city that you just played, just get out? Or is that more like. Something like football. No, well, a lot of football guys just get out. Like sometimes you'll like play Toronto and then you have like two or three days yes. before you play Montreal. So you go to Montreal yeah. beforehand and yeah. hang out. Yeah. That's it all depends that's on the shit. scheduling. Like okay. a couple times a year you'll get a place where you stay for two or three days or two yeah. days. But you know, baseball players though, they go in and they play four game series. Right? So they stay right. in the city for yeah. four days and they don't have to go to the ballpark till the afternoon. Like if we would have been ball players, we would have never I mean, fuck, I don't think there's yeah. curfew in that. Those game. guys must be drunk all the time. You would think so, right? Starting pitcher. I job, mean, like, they don't even think? have to run. No. I was gonna say I'm like, what time do you gotta go to the yard at these baseball players I know? And they're like, ah, I go like three o'clock, four, whatever. I'm That's like crazy. in the afternoon? Like holy play a game? Yeah, at yeah. seven or whatever, or maybe they go a little oh, bit yeah, earlier. Games are late, games are late unless Especially it's a game. Yeah. Yeah, football doesn't really count because they play once a week. Yeah, and they and they ha- they cannot leave their hotels, right? They go in and they all have to stay. Right? They can't, right? Really? They they go in. Oh, sorry. Even a home team football game, the home team will all go in and stay at the hotel the night before a game. Like even mm-hmm. like in Nashville, they'll they all go. St- driving from their house. Yeah, they want them. Yeah, yeah I, I get it. Focused. Yeah. That's a particular like schedule. No other sport does that. Yeah. You only play. Soccer. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's a place though I really want to like explore a little more because it's a great rock and roll market. It's Montreal and and I know it's a a really great city and the other two guys had never been there. I grew up going there for hockey, but yeah. Um they they were just like we'd love to see the city and they put on one of the best festivals anywhere I've ever been. I mean, wow. that, that was high end the whole way. Oh, yeah. Nashville and Detroit became those are like second I love Nashville. I love Nashville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah, both like played second. there. We, we we played the basement east and sold it out. Plus Gibson's there, so the yeah, yeah, you get to go strong. Yeah, go see the kind of tour of the uh, factory, which was cool. Um, That's right downtown, right? Uh, no, is it not the Gibson? Out. There might okay. be a showroom in there. There's a there's a showroom because yeah. there's guitar hanging yeah. from down there. Yeah. Mark, let's talk a little hockey. You're uh, well, we played hockey last night. Yeah. Which well, we put you know this will air Thursday. Uh, but fuck, I, t- I told Ovi, I'm like, you want to get your gear and go up? I'm going to play with Mark and Sorry, the boys. Sorry, Mark, listen, I may come one night, but it's not going to be after four days in Cobble. <laughs> I may come. I he may did come. tell I me, I'm like, fuck, here. man, I, yeah, I just spent four. He's like, yeah, come sweat it out. You guys I'm got like, a coach? I can't, have, yeah. you got I a can't coach? have a guy coming on our podcast telling me to come sweat it out with him the night before and not fucking show up. Yeah. I'm a team guy. We had a good time, though. That was a good skate. You guys got a good skate I heard there. you're flying. Rumor has it you can, you're, you're quick. You know, you're quick. I, I was wearing goalie equipment my whole life. So I, I built up a propensity for speed, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I used to, I don't know. I, we had a game maybe when I was like 15 years old where the, the coach let us play out. We were about to demolish his team. And, and that, that was when I started skating out again. I played goalie my whole life and then, yeah, went out. Went out again around 16 and. Now I just play fucking beer league or whatever. Yeah, so he's you. got the Pittsburgh. I take it you're a Pens fan. Big Pens fan. Got those pants on a commercial I did. Okay, uh, sweet. Yeah, because for, for the f- NHL video game. Awesome. Oh, sweet. And uh, Latang was in it, and I, I just was a fan, like in the audience, and uh, the wardrobe people were nice enough to, to give me some extra pants. So you must have a good manager to get you in a commercial NHL commercial. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't the manager. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Long Dog. This is the California dream not working out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Specifically, yeah. Well, Mark, we'll ask you then. We we talked about this previously before you guys got here. 
the Pengs, the Penguin, the Penguins and Philadelphia Flyers are four or five right now. Do you think that the Pittsburgh Penguins will finish ahead of them? We, we were, we say it's a coin flip. Still, what are your thoughts? The Pens are playing better since Berkey and Hextall have taken over. Yeah, they have. I think uh, I watch a lot of hockey and I watch the Penguins a lot too. I, like pretty much every minute of every game, whether I'm like casually playing the guitar or whatever, as as the game's on in the background. But I mean, they have the Sabers twice this week, so they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna start to pull away a little bit. I yeah, think. we've got uh, the Sabers this week too, so yeah, that's a good. They deserve to get ripped. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, as a fan, I have to. I mean, I have to go with the. It's hard to bet against. Play. It's hard to bet against Sidney Crosby, right? It's hard to say Sid won't get them in there somehow. Like I'm sure, yeah, and and they've had a lot of guys out all year, so they haven't been as as good as I think people have hoped. But I still think there is a jump between them and like the Leafs, even yeah. the Canadians. Yeah. Uh, Tampa. Uh, yeah, Tampa yeah. for sure. Yeah, they're Carolina, not gonna, they're yeah. not up in that yeah, I top agree. six of these, but uh you never know. You can't bet against it. So can you uh can you touch on your relationship with with, with Hank, Henrik Lundquist? And yeah, so uh, he's obviously a big you know, he gives back to the community a lot. He's obviously gone through you know, crazy stuff the last couple of months and he's back skating with our boy Mal's. Yeah. Mal's is shooting. Mal's, Mal's is like How was Mal's last night? Before we get into Hank, how Mal's was Mal's out there? Fire. Was he? Yeah. Bar he's, down, backhand. He looks good out there. He looks he's like he's in good shape and he's a good yeah. looking cat. But if I played against Miles, I would take a couple runs at him, hundred <laughs> percent. He I, takes I, runs at me. Yeah, <laughs> I would stick up for you. I'd get in there for you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but Hank does a does a um, you know uh, what would you call it an event in he did Sweden, right? A charity event with um, with Matt uh, Zuccarello out in Norway. We were in Oslo, oh, but I sweet. went to Sweden uh-huh. first to see Hank, and um, probably a, a few months before, I was in New York and. We went to Hank's for some drinks before, you know, a night out. And Hank was like, oh, change of plans. We're doing something tonight. Guns N' Roses in town. You know, there might be an opportunity to meet Slash afterwards. We're going to go to the show. And I was like, oh, shit, this will be sick. So I got to go to MSG with the king of the garden and see a show with him. And we're in, like, Dolan's box or whatever. It's fucking sick. <laughs> and best seats in the house. Yeah. And uh, Hank had a buddy visiting from Sweden. Um that night who was also a big guns fan and at the end of the show this guy this handler comes in is like hank uh you know you can only bring one other person with you to come meet slash uh who's it gonna be you know and hank looks at me and his buddies like you guys flip a coin and this was way before we had anything going on and i just said uh you know what you take him i just have a weird feeling i'm gonna meet slash one day you know uh, in LA, I live in LA. I go to yeah. guitar shops all Good the time. Good karma. I'll, I'll yeah. bump into it. Good karma on your end. Yeah, right. Good so karma. Flash forward a year later, I'm in Oslo, doing this charity event with Hank, and I'm singing "Sweet Child of Mine" at the event, but in front of Victor Headman and Haglin and Broussard and like some of my, you know, favorite players, and uh, it went great. I land in LA, and it's almost a year later to the day. My manager's like, "Hey, like, get your shit ready. You guys are going to open for Slash." And, and I kept in my phone Slash's guitar pick that I got from Hank that night um, at, at the garden show. You know, that whole time it's still in here. And um, man, it was just a weird like full circle thing to be playing Guns N' Roses songs with, with Hank and going to the show. And then, you know, a year later opening up for Slash. It's kind of like manifest destiny yeah, shit, yeah. you know? That's sick. Yeah, he's, That's a cool story. he's the man. He's a really good guitar player. Um, yeah, Hank is good. Yeah. Yeah, he is good. 
We got to get him out to, to Newport to play a few tunes. I know he's he's seen the shack, and, and in fact, I think it was when you guys were over that we Facetimed him with Mal's. Yeah, how's he's he, looking how, around how's he doing? I seen some video. Good, he's yeah. actually got he's working out again. Yeah, he's got fucking speaking of a guy who missed curfew. He's got Aaron Voros over in New York right now, oh, working does. with him on the ice. And AV still got his head to toe Rangers gear, like he's fucking still playing on the team. So, so <laughs> Hank's doing better though. I see that he's out there working yeah, he's out because well. that was um, that was scary when we first heard about it. Super scary. Yeah, and you know you know. You, you don't want to hear. Yeah. I mean, he, I think legitimately could have had a really bad situation on the ice. Yeah. Playing, so I'm glad it got taken care of. And uh, he's a really good dude, too. So I love Hank. I've only met him a th- few times through Mackell and Miles. But last year I was hoping, like, I always wanted, I thought Colorado was the spot for him. I'm like, Miles is, Mackell so is, yeah, is there any way that this guy, Landis Cogs, the Swedish captain, like, they're, if they get a good goal. And I always said, like, I think Hank had, and I think he still may, has one good playoff run left in him, right? I, he deserves one more chance. Yeah. Because he had such a great career at, at MSG with the Rangers. That well, flash nice forward now, like what a what a bad move for the Rangers because they just lost Shesterkin for the foreseeable future, yeah. and they're back to where they were. I know. Yeah. So it's, it's a toss. Uh, it's a toss up in this hockey world. It is a toss up. Injuries. I will say though, when you have a fucking guy like that, you know, we we had some nights, late nights, playing guitar and singing at apartments hank and i like throughout new york city and when somebody like that before you have anything going on just gives you a little encouragement you know it's it means a lot and it keeps you going for another year you know um that's awesome his his support uh definitely had had an effect on why we're here i remember i sent my manager a text like hank was like why are you not like on a fucking huge stage at a festival singing like all i want to hear is your voice coming out of a pa at like you know, thousand decibels or whatever. <laughs> so I texted my manager, who wasn't the manager at the time. I was like, "The fucking king gets it." Fucking hex got her figured out, boys. Yeah, that's, that's great. great. That's but, Johnny, what about you? You, you, would you go to a hockey games before COVID? Do you like going to games, or do we got to get you to a hockey game to get? All right. Oh, so you have been to one? Okay. Yeah. All right. Jerry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got not, great seats. Not yeah, to name drop, but yeah, Jerry Brockheimer is the guy we skate with. Yeah. And yeah, my birthday, he was just like, hey, I know you're a Pence fan. Like, would you, you want, you want the tickets for the, yeah. and, and, and we saw, we were, it was overtime goal. The Kings won, like, breakaway. Yeah, like, sick. Sweet. On our side. So it was That'll pretty, bring you back. It was a pretty good. I told him, I was like, you can never go to a game again. It's not going <laughs> yeah. to live. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We went to Detroit. Uh, when we were in Detroit, we saw the Red Wings. Yeah, we went to. Uh, that was way up there. Yeah. <laughs> I kept going to the bathroom at the wrong time. Was it, there. um. Was it the new? It was Little Caesars, which is a sick. It arena. is, yeah. I played in there. Sick arena. There's nothing like Joe Louis, though. Joe Louis was one of yeah, my favorites. It was, that, was, that smelt like a hockey arena. It's it was nice, though. The, awesome. the, the wings were way out of it at this point. And uh, it was packed on like a Sunday afternoon or something um, for a team that like is not even sniffing the playoffs. Yeah. That's so. Speaking of Jerry Brockheimer, did you, did you ever did you ever go to this Bad Boys hockey tournament we had in Vegas? No, did you yeah, ever go? Did. We gotta get a missing curfew team in that. But it's no more because of no uh, more yeah. because once social media started coming, I think it kind of kiboshed it because it was just like. But anyways, I went to the first Brockheimer, and I had my it was my first year in the league, I think, and Brian Berard. I meet Berard, right? And this guy's a fucking legend. He's got two sweets. He's got a sweet. When, when, when did you go? What year was this? This would have been probably like 07, maybe. Oh, wow. 08. Yeah. yeah, like fucking. <laughs> this is when they were real bad. Wow. Yeah, so. yeah, bad boys. So Those I'm like, are legendary. Tricks. Legendary. And I'm like, hey, Brian Berard, fuck up. Blah, blah. You know, the thing you said, don't be starstruck. I used to watch him play for the Leafs, right? Yeah. And then like, Mac, I was like, oh, he's my boy. So he had a suite at the Hard Rocks, Hard Rock suite, and a Palm suite. He had two of the suites. We're going back and forth. I get the one suite. It's 
full of booze and everything else. Go the other suite, booze and everything else. I'm just like, how the fuck is this guy doing it? I'm like, this is, I got to stay in this league because this is fucking pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. So that was the one thing that Brockheimer tournament was next level. Man. I have a good one for you with, with that in mind. Uh, so I'm sitting there, for whatever reason, Chris Chelios and I took a liking to each other uh, the year I went. And we're sitting there, we're talking about music. And I told him I was a singer and, you know, he just loved that shit. And, and there was a, like an acoustic duet group playing at the Hard Rock at the restaurant we were just having dinner at. And he's like, you're a singer? He's like, man, if I love singers, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, if I fucking get you on that stage, will you sing some songs? And I was like, what? <laughs> what a coup. These guys are just doing their thing out there. And I was like, they're not going to let me sing. So he goes away. And like a minute later, Chelios comes back. He goes, I gave him a fucking couple hundred. Get up there. And like, okay. And he's, he's the, he is the best yeah, person ever. Yeah, he's a legend. And there was a girl with us. This beautiful like girl was like kind of, in our conversation and uh i get up there and i sing like an acdc song acoustic which was had to have been terrible and then this girl's like i'm <laughs> right, a singer right. this girl goes i'm a singer too i go oh yeah so so chelly's like get up there fucking this, it's our stage now so uh she gets up and she sings and she kills it and then i'm singing like black pearl jam with chelly oh, you know 10 minutes too. later love that too it's hilarious and i had a great night with him but yeah long story short like he introduced me to my girlfriend at the time uh, in Vegas and like it, it, it's just like it's so crazy wow. yeah Chelly's a legend man he's throwing money he's around he's a legend he's loving life out there but he was doing a classic throwing the plates around you know? yeah so oh, you heard it, the, yeah. you heard the story about Chelly like when he got older he'd, he'd ride the bike in the sauna oh yeah heard, yeah fuck that's and, he, and I saw the little bike it wasn't like a normal bike it was just like the little pedals eh? he'd go the blue, there. it was the blue and white bike the Cybex ones that Doesn't we would have to do doesn't he still do it Fuck, maybe. And he always had, he was playing in Detroit, had the fucking best tan in the league. One night on Facebook, I'm like, Chelly, obviously I know, but I'm like, what a tan for playing in Detroit, bro. Like, holy he fuck. Is Malibu, baby. Yeah, Malibu. <laughs> but during the season, playing in Detroit, fuck sick his tan. I'm like, what's going on? Ripped. He's still ripped. Yeah, he's a machine. He's a machine. He's a legend. So, to play well, boys, that long. That was, that was good. I mean, fuck. Thanks for... Thanks yeah. for coming. We we appreciate you guys coming. Johnny, so, we, we'll get you to a hockey game after this COVID thing's over, and maybe we'll we'll pull some strings. Maybe we'll go to a Ducks game. We'll get Getzlav Sweet. Here we go. Oh, we will. And uh, oh, we yeah. oh, top we'll get shit. Face. We'll yeah, get shit faced. We we'll we'll touch on that. Do you want to? Um, let's just talk about the album for one sec. So it's coming out April twenty third. Twenty third. You got how many songs, boys? Are you, uh, Ocho. Ocho, eight songs. Ocho, yeah. There you go. Fuck, I'm excited. They're I'm all excited. really good tunes, too. Yeah, right? we listened They're to them. They're fucking bangers, man. Bangers. Proud of it. And, banger uh, after banger. Yeah, like fucking. I was like, <laughs> I mean, this is I'll sick. Yeah, it was great. It was great. We listened to it all weekend. Yeah, we're gonna. Well, we had it on the intro, so the fans got to listen to it when they came in. But we're gonna use this. Uh, we're gonna use your song and that riff that that you guys came up. Yeah, with. Yeah, he hit me up. If, he's like, "You got any riffs uh, we can use for the pod?" And I said, like, "We got. I got eight sick ones." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> "So you saw you solved our issue here." Yeah, at yeah. Curfew, so so we thank um, you. yeah, we're super proud of it, though. It's uh, man, it's it's a great rock and roll record. If you like rock and roll. Sure, you will yeah. like this, yeah, yeah. It's 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 legit, boys. So yeah, Dirty Honey, YouTube, Instagram. Yep. What else you guys got? Facebook, Facebook everything. California Dreaming, baby. They're gonna play um, a couple too. Are they gonna play a tune? They're for gonna the boys? play a tune for us before we go. Yeah, and First then we'll, let's touch fucking... on some of these uh, DraftKings top titty picks. All right, boys, yep. with our boys from Dirty Honey. Okay. okay. All right, boys. The way the the DraftKings top titty works is. Over the next week, we got the leading scorer for you, Johnny. So you could pick a guy if you want. 
Mark, I know you know you're a little more hockey than Johnny. So we just pick a guy. We're going to have a little competition through all of us in Broadway. Um, basically, who's going to get the most points this week? And we call it DraftKings Top Titty. Um, you guys are our guests, so you guys can have the first and second pick. Um, so go ahead, take your time, whatever you think. And that, that, that's the leading scorers right there. You got to go with the Boston guy because that's your neck of the woods. Yeah, who's the Boston guy? Just you want to go who, with who is it? Brad they, Marchand? They got then? fucking four guys up there. You want to go with... Uh, you want to do Marshawn or Patrice Bergeron? Oh, or yeah. Pasternak. Great Pasternak, yeah. Pasternak, he's that's probably, your pick. He's, he's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. we'll he, give Johnny Pasternak good he pick. Can, he can fuck a hockey stick like you can fuck a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Sure yeah, yeah it it totally. It's, he's, a, he's insane. He's a magician. Because they're playing the Sabres twice this week, I got to go with the Penguin. I'm not going to go with Sid. Okay. I'm going to go with Gensel. Ooh. Wow, good pick. I think he's going to have You a actually look like a little Gensel out there. <laughs> he's a little man rocket, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's a good he's, little player. I think player. he's going to have a big week because he's been, he's been yeah. kind of fly, flying under the He radar. has, yeah. He's all, he's Mark, a good pick, you know what I love about Thanks. him? He's a playoff guy. That's a guy who knows hockey there to pick, right? To pick Gensel Fuck like that. Right. Oh, I pick Gensel. Cooter, I'm 1-0 right now. Well, we know who pick you're fucking 1-0. So we're just getting started here. Long season, All right. I get to go last because I won last time. Okay, Broadway Scoopsy, who you got? I'm going with uh, an ex-teammate, and I'm going on the same theme because they're playing the Red Wings twice. I'm going to take Vinny Trocek. Hmm. Trochi. Love that kid. He is buzzing lately, too. Yeah. Florida misses him. I think he scored both times when they played against him last week. Carolina's buzzing as well. Um, Good pick, Hazy. I'm going to go because we've got Dirty Honey in the house. Our boy, Ryan O'Reilly, he's a huge fucking yeah, guitar guy. He he's he's a beauty, man. He, 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 I'm going fucking the fact daddy, Ryan O'Reilly, because Dirty Honey is in the house. I am going to go with Johnny Goudreau because I think the Calgary Flames with a new coach, they're going to have a fire lit He's under He's going ass. Johnny Hockey. Johnny Hockey. Wow. Fuck, I'm just out of the field, baby. Boy. Come on, let's Ryan go. I don't know if it's true or not. You guys probably know, but was it in the Stanley Cup final when they were playing Boston? He, he rolled through a guitar center in Boston, and this kid was like noodling on a guitar, yeah. and he fucking, he just goes, hey, bud, I'll, I'll, I'll grab that for you and buys this kid a guitar. Yeah, in the middle of. That's nice. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Mark, because I was going to tell you, Johnny. Uh, I play with Factor in Denver, and we would land into a city, and I'd be like, "All right, Factor, Daddy, dinner's at 7:30. Yeah, I keep it low key. What, what are you doing now? Boom, right to a guitar shop every time on the road, and just fucking he'd hang he out in there. I saw that little you can strum it, man. He can he'd bring it. him on the he'd bring his little one on little Martin on the guitar um, on the plane ukulele. Yeah. The you bring a little ukulele and, 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 and a guitar, yeah, yeah, sometimes, and just plug it in. Play for the boys at the card. So table. you always we had a tough year the, the second year in, in uh, Colorado the lockout. Your factor was holding out. We finally get back. So you get on the plane after loss, and like typically what twenty minutes you're supposed to be upset about. So about the 20, <laughs> 25 minute twenty five minute mark, I'm playing poker. I'm like factor, bring out that ukulele and play me some Charlie Boy Lumineers. And he's like, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> so he was, uh, it was, yeah. I'm like, fuck, the loss is over. We played tomorrow. Let's go play some fucking Lumineers for the boys. So. That's so great. Get, like, do you guys? I have a question for you guys. Yeah, you yeah. Guys, what do you, now that you're not in the league anymore, you, that, do you guys miss the competitive outlet or the extracurricular lifestyle more? What would you say? You're, it, it's individual. Because like for yeah, me, yeah. I asked, the reason I asked, I can play guitar my whole life, probably even. Yeah, 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 you, you know can. I mean, there isn't a body thing, because like an athlete, you've got like what? You've got your like 15 years. Yeah, if you're lucky. And, and yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. So, and that's, 
what is it like? Like, you missed a competitive event? Like, how do you get your competitive rocks? Yeah, you, you can't. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's tough to do in the bedroom. Fuck, we play. <laughs> but it's, it was. <laughs> and, it's impossible, especially how hard right? I used to go on the court yeah. or on the, on the fucking. Yeah. Yeah, golf, golf yeah. isn't the same. Golf, right? we play pickleball. I'll go first up. For me, not. I don't really miss the competitive edge to it. To be honest, I yeah, when sure. I was done, I was done. Yeah. I miss the extracurricular. You know, yeah. I miss flying into cities. You don't be yeah, I miss fucking. <laughs> yeah. You know, after the game, fucking being in New York City, going out after. I I miss all that stuff, but I don't miss getting hit with a puck, getting hit with a stick, and punched. Nah, when I was done, I was like, this guy still dreams about hockey, so maybe he does. I don't, he I don't. said to me last night, he wants to start playing again. I know. Oh. He says that all the time. Same. He ain't fucking playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I don't know. Maybe in your you Monday night, he'll play with you guys. <laughs> I miss everything about it. Yeah. I miss the scheduling. I miss showing up in the mornings, having coffee with the guys, shooting the shit about anything and everything. Yeah. Uh, I miss being able to hit a guy whenever I want or fucking slash him <laughs> yeah. whenever I want. Yeah. Any, <laughs> even in even in practice, like fuck it, the guy. If I'm pissed off, I'm gonna fucking do something about it. Mm-hmm. Who, so was, I miss that. who was I miss the funniest that. guy that either of you guys came across in the locker? Who's the best locker room guy? Oh fuck, the best locker room guy. Sean Thornton's a good fucking locker room guy. Yeah, he was really good. Great. Um, Mitchie Babe was. A good Willie one. Mitchell's a great guy to sit on the fucking plane with or on yeah. the bus with because he'll just chit chat with you about everything. Yep. Um, up dog, bro. That's a good one there too. For getting the boys fired up before the game. Uh, P.A. Parento, French guy, sucking back my Red Bulls hopes. Yeah. P.A. Parento, yeah, he was a good French. He had that French yeah. accent, fucking chirping like that. Hey, like he was good. <laughs> uh, Bertuzzo and Schwartz. I my St. Louis Blue crew was, yeah. was badass. And um, then for me, my my rookie year, Robbie Niedermeyer. Robbie Niedermeyer and Travis Green, those guys, like where was that? That was in Anaheim. So it was me, Penner, Perry, Getzlav, and they would we would chirp back and they would chirp us. It was just so Robbie Uh, Niedermeyer was a beauty. Yeah. Oh, did you ever get a chance to play with Matty Bolesky? Ski, I never did. Thank probably good for both of us. He's a great guy to have around the locker room. He's a funny prick. He's a beauty. You could go down the list though. Funny fuckers. Scott Hartnell was funny. Yeah, your whole team in Philly. Their team in Philly was full of bunch of beauties. Yeah, we had it. We had I tried to get traded there one night. I had, we were at the fucking, of all places, of Roxy. I was in Vancouver going through a tough leg. I'm like, Richie, Mike Richards. I'm like, come here, Rich. Fuck. Like, I'm hanging out with the whole team. I'm like, you got to get me in Philly somehow. But I like it. He's like, yeah, we'll try to, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, besides, <laughs> besides not wearing her jersey, you're pretty much on our team. Yeah, that whole I, I had the whole fucking Flyers team at my house. Like, the, you guys got in the night, bef- two nights before or something. But, anyways, guys on my team found out Kessler and the boys, where'd you have the Flyers over? I'm like, yeah, I did. Sorry, boys. I don't know what to tell you, but I'll play hard the next game. But they're fucking good. They're good guys. I don't know what to tell you. So awesome, yeah, boys. Well, we light it up a little bit. Yeah, we'd or? love that. Fucking yeah. rates. Thanks for doing this, boys. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Of course. Thank you. It's so hard to fill my needs And I got bit by a hand that feeds Will somebody please get me off these streets Cause I'm back to the Line 
a driving rain I got no lady to ease my pain I got an empty bottle with an empty glass Can somebody please just make this pass Oh yeah Been walking your Dirty Honey from LA, new album coming out, end of the month. Let's go. California Dreaming, baby. Missing curfew. Woo!